Okay, hello everyone. Thank you very much for coming to today's AWA Los Angeles Las Vegas uh, eTown Hall meeting on March 13th. Uh, we have a very exciting talks and uh, uh, speakers uh, today. Uh, so uh, please enjoy, it's fun. Um, and just a reminder, today is the last day of the uh, Pacific uh, Standard Time. So tonight, uh, around 2 a.m. in the morning of March 14, uh, the clock will be moved forward for one hour. So we're moving into the daylight saving time again. Yeah, a new beginning of the year. So <clears throat> this is, you see on the screen at the bottom, I think it's kind of cut off a little bit, but anyway, it's, uh, it's our uh, tentative agenda. So around 10, 15, you know, uh, uh, Paul, uh, Greg and Alan will start the uh, presentation and the uh, Q&A. And uh, the time is flexible, as I said, and afterwards we have a simple discussion to demonstrate and uh, have a discussion uh, how to use the AIWA Engage and Discussion uh, Board is a very useful tool for all AIWA members. Okay, so uh, just because, you know, some, sometimes we get comments, you know, sometimes get confused. So what I want to say is, uh, actually if, uh, it's been several years, you know, I've been, uh, been to several Hyperloop events, so I've been very excited. I want to bring the program to AIWA. Uh, so I've been working on this. So we're very excited about today's uh, program event. And again, you know, whenever we have that event like uh, Super Hornet or B1, B2, <clears throat> we are not trying to sell you know, or, or those, uh, uh, you know, amazing aircraft or any product. Uh, we are a nonprofit organization. Our intention is to inspire people and uh, get people, members to have fun and networking. Uh, that's our most important part. If you do a great job, we encourage you, and then we have uh, awards to, you know, to give it to you. And uh, that's, a, that's a very important part of our uh, business or operation. <clears throat> so uh, some logistics. Uh, this platform of AIWA Zoom is provided by AIWA headquarters uh, in Virginia or uh, in D.C. area. So highly appreciate. Uh, it's kind of expensive, but, you know, really appreciate the great platform. Okay, this session has actually just uh, confirmed with Paul and Alan, so, uh, and Greg has agreed previous, so all this session will be recorded, it will be posted online, and you will be notified. Uh, and uh, if any issue you got disconnected from the session, please keep trying to reconnect. It should be just a glitch, but it hasn't been happening, so it should be fine. And for the audio, if your bandwidth is limited or computer has something screw up and take time, you can try to just dial in. Uh, with the number and uh, it is actually my help for the bandwidth issue if anything. And uh, if you have the video show up or you can, uh, then, you know, uh, kind of, you know, slow down, you can temporarily uh, turn off the video and uh, that should, you know, keep your uh, audio, uh, you know, streaming much smoother. And uh, please sign in your real name because it's hard to identify your iPad or iPhone or whatever name you you used uh, so the, with the name is easy for us. And uh, also, if you have any question, please type in in us. Uh, you know, uh, in Q and A box is highly recommended because this way the speakers and uh, we can track, uh, but while we not disrupt it. If we put it in the chat box, that's okay. But you know, it's hard to tell if you are chatting with other members or something. And uh, normally in in person event we have networking before and afterwards, but in online it's difficult to do that. But if you type something in the chat box, your information and let people know you are here and that they will be able to see you are there. Otherwise, you won't see each other. Um, <clears throat> an issue about the security, uh, the Zoom has improved greatly with the help of AWA, the security and privacy. But if you are still concerned, like you are a defense contractor, you are welcome to use just dial in. Don't have to install apps you know, on your computer. 
And the police don't talk about any sensitive information, national security or personal information or private issues. Uh, so that's uh, keep everybody safe while enjoying the event. So just a few words for AWA, uh, Southern California. It, as you know, this heavily aerospace populated. We have SpaceX or many companies, you know, North Korean building the James Webb Space Telescope going to be launched. And uh, we have a company building a Super Hornet X35, you know, EA-18G and, uh, you know, the exciting Mars 2020 Perseverance uh, and Mars Helicopter JPL, great jobs. Aerospace Corporation, Global Aerospace, many company, SpaceX is doing uh, space debris, planetary defense, asteroid mining, exploration, space tourism, Virgin Galactic and Virgin Orbit, a very good job, launch satellite from airplane, launcher one and the SLS development and the student rocketing. Of course, you know, the, the you can see, can see the ground, the, the you know, <clears throat> the exciting SpaceX Starlink and the SN10, those kind of things, Starship. Uh, just a few words, if you add up with a great organization, once you sign in, become a member, you really can enjoy the air engagement chat with uh, uh, members uh, worldwide. Uh, so I'll explain that after, uh, you know, the presentation hyperloop, how to use it. And uh, here are some upcoming events. So uh, next week we are going to have a speak talking on how to go for speed and uh, quantum gravity uh, is related to the Caltech Nobel Prize uh, thing, the LIGO satellite. But this is more on how to achieve uh, war speed with quantum gravity. Then we're also going to touch a little bit of quantum computation, uh, a little bit more on aerospace. But then March 27 is really related to today's theme, you know, uh, because some people are trying to build hyperloop on moon, Mars, or any other planet you know, bodies. Uh, so we have the Space Architecture Gathering led by Professor Mardu Sankalvano in USC. Uh, it's kind of a mixture of architecture, civil engineering, art, and aerospace. And uh, uh, just a couple of events coming up that we also have the Columbia and the Legacy of Space Shuttle Program, but our series, our Odyssey series book author for the 40th, 40th anniversary, you know, for the first space shuttle. Uh, then we have space, you know, a new space that's also kind of related to today's talk and uh, Dr. Dream, Dr. Dan Raymer will have his collaborator talking about the um, Mars air, airplane just re, uh, released publicly. Uh, so, <clears throat> okay, so membership program, we have different level of membership. If you're interested, please look at this website, airway.org slash membership. Uh, educator is free. And uh, this is Aldo Martinez is our membership chair. And then we just have a new high school uh, membership announced. And this website, airdubway.org slash HS, and our STEM K-12 outreach chair, uh, we, we offer a program, you know, to our to classrooms and uh, school systems. Uh, she's our liaison, uh, you know, uh, leader of the, you know, the educator and uh, student K-12. Um, so welcome. This is new. This is brand new. And uh, Airdubway has been consistently doing, you know, uh, national thing and locally. So uh, due to pandemic, our next aviation propulsion forum uh, will become virtual completely, then defense, ascend, and side tech. These are the four flagship uh, program for uh, national AIWA. <clears throat> I just glanced through, we have you know, been constantly doing events. Okay, this is February 13, nuclear propulsion, hard topic, Mars 2020, also hard topic. Intuitive machines, they are sending uh, landers to the moon every year uh, from 21 to 26. Now we have happy hour. Again, now we have Raspberry Pi, Arduino, and the sustainable aviation. This is a national level event, but doing locally. Uh, the leader, Dr. Monty Bradley, and these are the, you know, either Airbus fellow, uh, Bruce uh, or Ampere, acquired by Sir Air, 
in the uh, Val and the Steve, these are the national, international leaders in this field. And we also connect to students. And uh, this is Kushbu, our STEM Kilo chair, and our students. Uh, USC doing a very good job, field doing electric uh, aircraft learning from birds, and a panel to share experience with us to how to get job during pandemic and how to advance their career. And uh, these are the UCLA nine student, Dr. Nahu Menemet, uh, leader of uh, planetary defense effort, aerospace cooperation. So, yeah, we have three very, very good speakers, and uh, there's an ultra exciting. Uh, so, this uh, kind of uh, a very important step for our Hyperloop program events. Uh, they all have very exciting records. So, each of them, I prepared two pages. Uh, so, what I would do, I'll just say a few words for each of them, and uh, Paul, uh, Mr. Newhausen, will take it, uh, and they are welcome to yeah. introduce themselves as well. So, uh, Mr. Paul Newhausen is a notary signing agent. Yeah. Uh, he's also doing uh, a great thing for ADT security as a faculty member of University of Physics. And uh, he has tremendous experience in IT and technology. And uh, he, he, can, you know, he can share about you know, how his experience you know, in, uh, with the Japan and the, those sci-fi, you know, those things. And uh, he has been engaged in the, uh, uh, even have the UN is a keynote speaker in the UN headquarters with Spuchos, Spuchos, uh, Dali, uh, nation, uh, pre, the former, former, uh, uh, former secretary you know, of the United Nations. Uh, so he's trying to um, you know, help out for the uh, Hyperloop TT. Uh, he will touch a little bit. They will also touch a little bit Virgin, uh, Virgin, Virgin Hyperloop and uh, also other things. So this is very exciting. But I'll leave it to him for a more introduction for himself. And uh, Mr. Gregory Hank uh, is engineer, is a distinguished fellow, is a Society for Civil Engineer, is uh, uh, the fellow and life member of ASCE, some kind of equivalent to you know, either way. Uh, but once you go to outer planet, you know, civil engineering, rocketry, you know, art design, architecture, uh, they all combine. It's very important aerospace topic. <clears throat> so Mr. Alan Simmons is a designer and digital artist. He's, it's a, a amazing background, but for some reason he reminded me of Jay Cameron. Uh, but he's doing many things, but he has passion, uh, has contribution to, uh, uh, you know, the film industry, and he's also teaching and uh, for the gaming and uh, uh, designing art and the film production. Uh, so uh, we have links, you know, available. You can uh, uh, look at his amazing design. So uh, without further ado, let's uh, uh, give it to Paul. Uh, Mr. Newhausen, it's, it's yours. Hey, uh, yeah, good morning. Hi, my name is Paul Newhausen. Um, I've been, uh, as I was talking to Ken earlier today, I came out of the um, telecommunications industry of the 1990s. That's where I got a lot of my technical training. Um, I started after I um, graduated from college, I moved to Japan, lived there for about four years, uh, lived and worked within a Japanese um, engineering environment, that kind of thing, in the city of Toyota, and brought a lot of that experience back to the United States and started working in the United States uh, telecommunications industry of the late 90s and early 2000s. Um, here, I really started expanding into um, a lot of entrepreneurial work and things of that nature. I had a very strong uh, interest in technology, but um, still working in a very conservative environment of um, you know, living wills and trusts. Uh, um, mortgage lending and things of that nature, which a lot of you can probably relate to. Um, 
in 2012, I think the Hyperloop Alpha PDF came out and it was uh, a real success, a real game changer. A lot of people in that 10 years have um, really taken it to heart, really embraced it and um, made good use of it, that sort of thing. Uh, one of the big assertions that I'm putting forth now in one of my white papers is that we're kind of at the next phase of the hyperloop, which you know Greg can speak more to about is um, we need to start doing evacuated tube tests at 1,000 kilometers per hour is my focus, my what I'm pushing out on LinkedIn and some white papers and other things. So that's kind of my premise and. Um, you can kind of see what I've done as far as my resume, my bio and whatnot, but um, I'll let Greg take it from there. I might have to mute myself out here and let Greg and Alan take some of the questions. Uh, I just got some really bad news um, about my dad and I might have to step out, okay? But you have everything uh, you need. So Greg and Alan, just go ahead and take it away, thank you. Okay, I, I'll go ahead and start off, and I, I'm really sorry to hear that, uh, Paul, but uh, uh, do what you need to do. Um, but moving ahead on this presentation, I uh, uh, got involved with Hyperloop, frankly, when I retired. Um, I retired from civil engineering, large major uh, projects around the US, a um, little bit in Canada, but primarily around the US and uh, uh, mostly in a design build or public-private partnership format uh, in the latter part of my career. But I've worked about half my career in the public sector and about half in the private sector. I worked for state DOT. I've worked for uh, the TCA's uh, transportation quarter agencies in Orange County um, on, the, on the public side. On the private side, I've worked as a consultant engineer, both in design and construction management. Um, mostly worked, uh, most of my time on the private was with the contractor and uh, they were uh, eventually owned by the largest uh, uh, contractor in the world. Uh, so we had a lot of contacts with uh, large works overseas as well as uh, uh, works close by uh, in the US and um, all uh, highway and transit in infrastructure projects. And uh, so, but I was also responsible in some degree for the financing, not responsible for, but interacted greatly uh, with the financing of projects, these major projects, as well as all of the right-of-way uh, necessary, all of the utilities and their relocation, all the permitting process. I signed the EIS for the San Joaquin Hills Transportation Corridor Agents, or project in, in Orange County. So that's kind of been my background, pretty broad as far as civil engineering go. But uh, when I retired, I started working for um, uh, Hyperloop, which gave a, a unique opportunity. The way Hyperloop uh, HTT is structured, you earn future stock ownership rather than getting paid. Well, as being retired, I didn't need the paycheck. So uh, that worked out well for me and I could control my own hours. So shortly after I uh, started work for them, they decided uh, they should really build a test facility, which I'd like to reiterate right now, here and now, that that's absolutely what they need. 
They secured property in the Central Valley of uh, California for this uh, test facility, uh, HRDC, Hyperloop Research and Development uh, Center. And we brought together international contractors, manufacturers, designers, engineers, architects to try to structure a, uh, a test facility uh, at the, uh, uh, the proper we, property we secured so that we could do a collaborative uh, design process. As you can imagine, if this is a, uh, I'll give you a couple of parameters that we were uh, still under working the assumption. Uh, 12 foot diameter tube, a uh, vehicle operate inside the tube. We evacuate the air out of the tube so there's no resistance, which allows us to reach that uh, high speed. Um, so that's the basic concept of it. And uh, so we had to find all the elements that would be necessary to put that together, at least for a test facility, which would be a single tube, whereas in operations, we have to have dual tubes in all cases as traffic would move one direction through the tubes. Um, so to give you a little idea um, what's involved with this, we really brought it down to four major elements that we had to have to have a successful project. We'd have to have a uh, uh, basically a civil construction. We have to manufacture these tubes. We have to put in all the air evacuation system. We have to have ground support for these and they have to be designed and built to exacting standards because of the high speed uh, uh, involved with the, the transportation. We also had to do a uh, uh, provide uh, uh, an operations center so we would have an ability to monitor in, in the ultimate all of the vehicles and all of the tubes uh, that were in operations. And then uh, we also would have to have a, uh, a terminus. Uh, we'd have to provide gates for people to come in and out. And uh, uh, that's complicated in the sense that we can build a traditional gate and we can have an, uh, which is under normal atmospheric pressure. We have a vehicle inside the tube that's at normal atmospheric pressure, but somehow the people have to go through an evacuated tube to get between them. So you have to have some way to connect those uh, 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 two uh, pressures, if you will, through a vacuum, uh, technically a near vacuum, not an actual vacuum. So that uh, is the civil engineering aspects as well as building two centers and then building the tubes themselves. Uh, we need an architect um, because we have to design all of these uh, for functionality. And uh, so we, we, we talked to some, uh, all, all of the people we talked to were with companies in the top three, uh, either in the US or the world. Um, then we also needed to move into uh, vehicles. Vehicles, frankly, have got the most attention, I think. There have been contests around the US uh, and a, a lot of uh, photo opportunities with them. A lot of architectural or actual rending, renderings, I should say, or just plain renderings of the, of the vehicles. But in my mind, uh, frankly, if you, if you took a uh, Bombardier uh, private jet, took off the wings and the tail, uh, you'd have a, start, a darn good starting point for what the vehicle would look like and how it would function. So we did talk to Bombardier and others with regard to that. 
Um, the other, the fourth aspect is what we call systems, some way to control how the vehicles maneuver. Um, power systems on transit systems is also considered a system, is generally lumped in with systems. We lumped power in with the aircraft or the vehicle because in the, in the case of uh, Hyperloop, um, you know, Bombardier or other uh, Learjets and others uh, basically provide their own power for the vehicle and we thought it'd be best to keep those combined. But the other systems, particular positive train control would be the equivalent of trains of keeping track of where every vehicle is, how fast it's moving, uh, if any action is needed to make sure there's no collision. Uh, all of the uh, comfort levels measured and kept track of at the center. And you can imagine the different systems that we would want to monitor uh, within uh, the system, the, uh, how well the evacuation system's working, how close to uh, zero uh, air inside. Uh, we are getting temperatures all kinds of things. And that's the major element that we'd have to uh, provide. So I mentioned we'd have to do it in a collaborative environment. If you have a 12 foot tube and you have a 10 foot uh, vehicle inside of that, it gives you two feet to work with to provide all of the systems and measurements to power and uh, control the vehicle. And uh, there's not a lot of tolerance and you can't really have one person saying, well, I think I'll take a couple inches here to put in some monitoring device or some uh, power unit and, uh, and, and not expect that may have some impact on the uh, overall um, size of the, of the tube and what's happening within the tube. So all of this would have to be pretty collaborative to what goes in the tube, what goes into the vehicle with regard to systems, how they get to the uh, uh, control center, et cetera. So if you look at it, a lot of, I like to say Hyperloop and what, what got my interest in spending time on it is it is a uh, application that nothing new has to be invented for it. Everything that we need to run a Hyperloop exists. We just haven't used it in this scale necessarily or uh, um, in this type of operation. So the, the real key is to try to take existing technology, advance it uh, if new is needed. I don't think we should be afraid of that, but basically we can do it with the existing technology. The areas that I think are the biggest uh, problem act, uh, areas that we would need to focus on on this test center. And by the way, I should interject that uh, we brought everybody together and we had a consensus of how to proceed. We did not have a consensus on how to finance it. And uh, we did not move ahead with the uh, project for lack of financing. It's always tough when you have a new technology for people to invest it and try to real, uh, figure out how they're gonna realize a profit from their investment when it's, it's so new and untested. So at any rate, uh, the areas that we had the most difficulty is Coming into a station, you're, you picture yourself moving it down a tube at 750 miles an hour, say, and all of a sudden you have to pull off of that tube somehow, and you've got to pull into a station at zero miles an hour, and then you have to get the passengers in and out, and then you got to get back into that flow. And uh, um, that's not an easy process. Some thoughts are to, uh, simply stop in line, space the vehicles far enough apart. You can stop in line, do the transfer in line and then proceed. 
The other is to pull offline and then you have time to make your transfer and you're dealing with uh, people that are not exactly uh, astronauts. They are, they are it has to be handicapped accessible. It could take some time to make the uh, boarding and deboarding process. So pulling offline is probably the better solution, but then you have to have a way to allow the vehicles to go straight or to veer off. Uh, one concept is to simply slow the vehicle down that is stopping at that station and then uh, fall and take off the mag uh, levitation, fall onto a uh, carriage of sorts and just go on rail into the station and load up, unload, load, and then move forward. But at any rate, that's, that's one of the major areas. What I think is the single biggest area is that uh, uh, magnetic levitation and magnetic uh, uh, powertrain are two totally different systems. So let's just talk about the levitation. Uh, in use on high-speed rail right now, uh, but it lifts and it just lifts a vehicle versus the force of gravity. And um, what we have to do within this system is we, we not only have to lift against gravity, but we have to keep the vehicle against the walls as we approach various horizontal and vertical or complex curves. So picture yourself on a vertical incline of say 1%, and then at the top of that incline, it goes down to a minus 1% uh, slope. So at 750 miles an hour, that vehicle is gonna to wanna to just shoot through the top of the, uh, uh, of the pipe, uh, the tube. So uh, you have to have a way to force the vehicle down as much as you would have force a vehicle up if it were just sitting on the ground. Likewise, on left curves, you will have forces against the right side of the tube, right curves, you have forces against the left side of the tube, and it all has to be resisted on a dynamic basis <clears throat> excuse me, to add to that complexity, um, you also have to rotate the vehicle within the tube in order to keep the, uh, the G forces straight into the seat, uh, perpendicular to the seat for the passenger comfort. And uh, in order to do that, if you look at normal highways, they're about six or 8% uh, banking, we call it super elevation, but it's a banking um, higher speeds at Indy, uh, maybe 10 to 12 percent. Uh, you go up to an airplane, they reach somewhere around 35 percent banking. At these speeds, I would guess we, uh, our estimate is it'd be about 45 percent banking. So you have to be able to turn the vehicle within the tube up to 45 degrees uh, clockwise and counterclockwise and still resist uh, the pressures against all walls of the uh, tube. And that, again, is all technology that exists, but has never been applied at that scale or that application. So those are some of the major things. I will say that we also looked at the, the other elements that every project has to look at. We have to control, uh, we have to have administration, administrative function. We have to control the financing and contracting, which, uh, is difficult on, on highways and transit contracting would be a, a straight bid where the, the owner manages the sequencing or design bid build uh, or design build where they get uh, put together. But at any rate, uh, it is difficult to uh, uh, do that when you're going within different functions. 
safety, quality, and sustainability are probably the keys as well as the financing of the project. So I'll take a break there. We can uh, move on. And uh, if you have any questions, I'll be around. Okay, so Greg, you were saying you'll answer the question a little bit later, right? After Alan. However you would like to do it. I can do it now or later. Oh, okay. Um, so maybe, yeah, maybe we move ahead, uh, Alan. So then later you can answer the question together. Yeah. All right, so oh, Alan, yeah. I'm pulling up your, um, uh, the, the site you mentioned. Let me see. Stop sharing. Also, Alan, you can start to introduce yourself. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. But yeah, you, you called my name, Alan Simmons. Um, so I've been working on visualization uh, for a long time uh, in film and animation and games um, and advertising and other things. Um, <clears throat> and I've always had a fascination for technology and space, you know. Um, and I did put, did an illustration of Hyperloop uh, just for today, <laughs> uh, Hyperloop on the moon. So it, it's, it's a, an incorporation of the, the idea of a Hyperloop system on the moon. There probably won't, you won't need the pumps, uh, you know, because you, you, the moon has a virtual, has a, it's very close to vacuum, as far as we know, on the lunar surface. So um, it, it would be a different challenge. You have one-sixth of the Earth's gravity, and that, and all, all of that stuff uh, will come into play. Um, so I, I don't know if you're sure. Is there any visuals to this? Because I'm on the phone. I, I can't see what's going on. Uh, is there a visual? Yeah, I, I right now I'm sh uh, showing the hyperloop you you design the picture, and oh, we yeah, have yeah. Okay. we have your website ready whenever you want to turn it to, and I can okay, show what, the what, other what? two. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, so I did two hyperloop, and um, what else did I send for those three that we? You got? send a Tesla, um, the one you designed, the drone you designed for Tesla Foundation, and the other yeah. is the Mar Martian base. Hyperloop. Yeah, my, yeah, and that, that's a code thing. So it's the moon-based Hyperloop that uh, I did just, just for today, you know. Um, so I put it up also on my site as we were speaking. So you can see it on the, um, just that, just the last one. The one on the moon is in the space illustrations on, on the Burbank site. Yeah, um, I, I'm switching to it uh, at the bottom or in the middle. Okay. Yeah, it's at the, the, the hyperloop on the moon is on the bottom. It's the last one, so it's easy to find. Just scroll down all the way to the bottom. Um, ever since, so I'm just going to... Yeah, it's there. Off. We just pulled it there. Yeah, yeah okay. So, um, yeah, the, the lunar, so ever since I was a kid, I, I know that the lighting system on the moon is different than on the Earth because you don't have an atmosphere. So there's no aerial perspective. Um, and things, getting a sense of distance is much more difficult. Um, and the, the shadows you will find are darker. And the sunlight will be stark because there's no atmosphere to filter the sunlight. Um, and not many people, I've noticed, almost nobody gets this right in movies. 
you know, they tried it uh, at Ad Astra, but they made some other mistakes visually on that movie. But um, so uh, what I did was I I put a a vehicle similar to what uh, Greg just described. Um, um, it's it's not the Bombardier, but it's 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 actually sleeker. But it's basically the same thing as he described. An image you can just barely make it out. Um, and um, of course, the one above that is construction on on the lunar surface um, during the night. Now, as you probably know, on the moon, the nights are much, and days are much longer. Um, they are as long as a full phase of the moon because um, full phase of the moon, which is just under a month, um, gives you um, a full day on, on the lunar surface. So um, a lunar day and night together is just less than a month uh, in length. So there's a long night and a long day. Um, and the other illustrations are based on the story I was developing. Um, I was approached by three different people on three different occasions if I would help to design a remake on a British TV show, Space 1999. Um, and nothing came of it, uh, but except all my designs and all my illustrations. So I just threw them up here, a lot of them. Um, and there's a storyline behind it, which I do not explain here for, for obvious reasons, because uh, we'll get into you know, copyright problems and, and that kind of thing. But um, my basic function with uh, this project is um, you come up with an idea and I can quickly uh, show you what it's going to look like. Um, and um, I've sat down with producers. I've sat down with architects and other people. And if they have an idea I, and I have a pen and a piece of paper, they can quickly see their idea because I, I'm very good at quick sketching as well. So that, that's basically my function in, in this, is to visualize anything anybody can come up with. And I have a pretty good understanding of the principles so that uh, when an engineer or somebody explains this to me, you know, um, I can get it, you know. Like, uh, you know, you, you would, Greg was talking about uh, attractive magnetic levitation, linear motor principles, and those are pretty easy to grasp, you know, um, the ideas of... Um, magnetic levitation, and um, there are several kinds. I think I think we've had that for decades, and the idea of a vacuum tube um, has been around also for decades, um, and it makes complete sense. Um, you evacuate uh, a tube uh, of 90-some, 90, 90, I don't know what the, the amount is, but close to a vacuum so that you have minimal resistance and no... I guess sonic boom problems or whatever the issue is, but um, and I and, I, and I illustrate it, you know, to what degree of detail uh, the engineer or whoever wants, and you can see the future. I mean, that's basically what I do is I show you what the future is going to look like based on where we're headed, um, and I also design other things. You know, um, I'm working on a show now which will involve. A lot of jungle illustration, but that's another another story, you know. So that's basically what I do. Um, on the side, like like uh, Paul, Paul who brought me into this project because he loved my work. Um, he and I are both Buddhists, um, uh, Nietzschean Buddhists. We practice, and um, I've been involved 
uh, not only in that, but then also um, just to give a, a little background of, of me, um, I've been involved in uh, the doctrinal um, the doctrinal questions that we've been dealing with. Uh, we broke away from a priest group, um, the priests, about 30 years ago. And so I've been involved, deeply involved in sorting out the doctrinal allegations uh, involved with that. And the function is to be able to create peace and prosperity in the world uh, so that we can have, you know, the society that we dream of. We really believe that in, in Buddhism that we need to um, self, self-reformation of every human being, at least, you know, if a certain percentage of human beings uh, self-reform, it will have that same effect on the rest. That's the theory. Um, in Japanese, it's called eshofuni, um, which is basically the, the oneness of life and the environment. And this whole thing, this you know, the reason I love this technology is because it is about creating a bright future for people, you know. And the most important thing, I always have to remind myself, whatever we're doing, whatever we're designing, whatever I'm drawing, if I'm drawing something that someone else is designing, right, uh, the most important thing is the function of, for human beings. How does it enrich the life of every person? Um, I think that's that's the most important thing. And I also, I, I've gotten into teaching, and one of the reasons is for the same same thing, you know, because we, we're trying to improve the lives of, of every human being um, in whatever way we can. And um, I'm, oh, I've always been a daydreamer, and now I get to put this, my daydreams, <laughs> On, well, I was going to say on paper, but it's not on paper anymore. It's on a computer. Um, and it, may, it makes it easier in some ways, but nothing will replace a pen and paper or pencil and paper for quick sketch, you know. So when, uh, when I'm teaching students, um, I, I, teach, I teach them first and foremost, let's master the pen and the paper or the pencil and the paper. And so that when we go on to the digital stuff, we are that much better and that much more, you know, armed to deal with uh, what we, the assignments that we are dealing with. So I, I'm looking forward to um, to working with whatever ideas and technology um, Greg and Paul and whoever else is involved comes up with um, and, and put it into an image. And so this is what it's going to look like. And... They may say to me, well, the front is too long, or this is not aerodynamic enough, and or it may have been aerodynamic enough, but we just did some tests, and we need to make it sleeker, whatever it is, and then I can I can tweak it, you know. So that's basically my function. It's to visualize and help other people daydream and make concrete. It really helps, to, you know, when you do that, um, to, to, to make a project more concrete, so... Anyway, that's my little two cents worth. Yeah, Alan, actually, if you, uh, if you look at our AIWA motto or mission uh, to improve human <laughs> life is uh, one, of, one, of the, one of them, one of the major missions. That is great. That's, that's perfect. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. Human and uh, being is important thing, yeah. I'm sorry, go on. I was just trying to say, you know, for example, I just mentioned we had the February 27th. Uh, sustainable aviation talks. Uh, it was about you know this uh, flying cars, you know electric hybrid aircraft, oh, yeah. biofuel, 
you know, for future cities, you know, those kind of things. So, and also, you know, you know, the aerospace, you know, you go to Mars, Moon, you know, that's for the, yeah. you know, better life, future, you know. And yeah. the Apollo technology turned out to benefit the human life. You know? So absolutely. Exactly what you are saying yeah. or are doing. Yeah. And um, you're speaking of flying cars and that kind of thing. I was working for, for, for a guy and I was turning out tons of material on either drones or flying cars. Um, but based on what other people say, you know, and, and, and how, because I always have my own ideas, you know, but it's always, in the end, you've got to pull in the engineers and the scientists and, um, and uh, work with them. But I, I love doing that. I love, um, you know, creating things visually. And so um, there are numerous ideas for, for cars. The, some of the things that I've seen, I've gone online, and some of them seem pretty fragile, you know. And I, thinking to myself, how are they going to get, how are they going to make that work, you know. But um, somehow, you know, uh, this is how we work together, right, so. Uh, yes. Uh, by the way, uh, for example, for for mm -hmm. this, uh, you know, I'm showing this hyperloop you you, you design. Uh, but do you happen to, you know, you also do it for Greg, you know, for for kind of animation, kind of something moving, or is oh, still yeah, yeah. Um, so yes. Okay. So here's the thing. Um, since the shutdown, you see, uh, the union. I'm a member of the union. They have a computer lab that has programs that. I have one computer and a Cintiq at home. Um, I would always go down there for the animation. In fact, I was uh, converting my uh, space, my moon base uh, on, into Maya, where we could animate in Maya and convert it to, to After Effects. Unfortunately, since the shutdown, I, 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 I've, been, I've had my hands tied with that because I have to spend an inordinate amount of time and money, getting the necessary equipment to be able to do that. However, the school that I'm going to be teaching at will have that equipment. Again, um, you know, we would have to, I guess, work remotely. But they have, they have Maya, they have um, After Effects, they have um, um, what is it called? Um, uh, all kinds of 3D programs. I, I know the names of them. I just can't think of them right now. But um, where they can they can do that kind of thing. So, but I don't know these people that well yet, you know, because I'm still new there. So, um, and things are get, uh, taking a long time because of the shutdown, and I don't have face-to-face -face interaction, which except on a computer, which makes things difficult. But once the lab, the union lab opens up, and and in my free in my spare time, absolutely, I can create whatever animation and stuff. Yeah, maybe you know, next time you can show it, uh, you know, uh, with yeah. Greg and Paul and uh, that's, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, we, we are living in the Hollywood area, so people love to see these things, you know, design, picture, okay. and you know, all those uh, the animation things. So, uh, yeah. It's, yeah. No, it's gonna so no I'm trying to is. say, if, if you have, do you have more you like to present or we are trying to move into Q question, Q&A? Yeah, you can, you can, you know, that's it's just that, just those uh, space illustrations. You can browse through it at your at your own time. That's that's all. You can okay. Yeah, on. I'll keep browsing it during your Q and A. Uh, so 
Yeah, yeah. great. Okay. So I have one, one question uh, for Alan before moving back to you. Uh, Alan, you show this uh, Space 99 Eagle, which is fantastic, but you also kind of show the Hyperloop. In your picture, do you want to combine them in the operation for the, for the moon base or is that actually separate? I mean, you know, I could. Yeah, I could do that. Um, I, well, I was talking, I can't remember who I was talking to, but somebody asked me, um, what copyright problems are there? And I said, there's no, no copyright problems as long as I'm not making money from the ego, which it was, I think it was Brian Johnson working with Jerry Anderson who um, created the ego. And I don't know if Brian Johnson is still alive, but I think the Anderson estate owns the eagle. But um, I, in every one of these illustrations, I have the eagle on a separate layer, which means that um, uh, at any time I can replace it with another craft. I love the eagle craft. It was, I was originally assigned to do illustrations for a new Space 1999 remake. Um, so it's a bummer because I love the design of the eagle. Um, I'm sure it can be improved. I've seen so many versions of it from, from other people that put their input, but I just love the design. Uh, I'm just a sucker for it. So, um, but if necessary, you know, I have backup designs that I can use um, to replace it. But yes, if you want, if you think as a... Um, Iconic image to have the eagle along with the hyperloop. That'd be really cool. Yeah, because um, you see, the, in, in the show, the eagle is very good for construction. You know, they, they can carry loads. And uh, so that's another yeah. question we can ask Greg and you, you know, how would you think? You know, we have company like Intuitive Machines and Astrobotic. Uh, they got the tipping, NASA tipping point grant. They are sending landers uh, to the moon this year, next year already. already. They have their control center. So things are moving. So how do we picture, how do you construct Hyperloop? So Eco is a good uh, option. And of course you can that's use robotic, great. yeah. Absolutely, that, that is, a, that's a really good point. Yeah, that's one of the reasons I love the Eagle. And because it's modular, you can assemble, disassemble. That was the whole idea of that thing. And um, yeah, so if you want, I could do, yeah, absolutely, an illustration with the eagle in it, you know, and the hyperloop. That would be really, really cool. Even the eagle constructing it, you know, lifting objects and, and doing that kind of thing. And I could play play with the with the, um, the, the the thrusters, you know, put them at an angle, so, you know, and ch change whatever needs to change so, so it works without affecting whatever it's lifting, you know. And um, yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, great, Adam. You know, remember the first episode of Breaking Away? They are using the ego to lift the nuclear waste. Right, right. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, back in the 70s, that was, uh, I grew up on that. That was, um, of course, the, the, um, the science behind, you know, the, the moon going out of orbit was, it didn't really, you know, you know, the, the science wasn't really there, but it was an interesting idea. I think they're trying to remake um, remake the series um, using a wormhole instead of nuclear waste. But um, so the wormhole, the, the moon goes down the wormhole. But even that's still theoretical, as far as I understand. You know, um, speaking to my physics friends, you know, it's still a the it's still theoretical. They haven't, you know. Um, 
conclusively determine those things. So, um, but it would be it would be absolutely. Uh, I'd love to do that actually. In fact, I might might just start working on it. And actually, not only for Hyperloop, you know, as I mentioned, March 27, we have a bunch of uh, space architects. It's a perfect thing also to, to you know, build a space colony, you know, uh, space right. architecture. Yeah, they, they are thinking about robot, which is fine, you know, but there are certain things yeah. you, you cannot do. Uh, well, if so, you look at, yeah, if you look at, at when the, all the way up at near the top, the Eagle docked at the space station, the space station is, um, very traditional. It's like it's a combination of is it's uh, it's, um, it's like uh, all the if you look with all the solar panels and the modules, it's very it looks like um, I don't know uh, MIR with except that it has a um, a centrifuge, so the people can relax in a gravity environment. Yeah, but the eagle is there with all the I got, you know, I did a lot of research on NASA robotic arms and that kind of thing. So I've incorporated a lot of that, a lot of real NASA stuff in, into this. So, is is this just your your own kind of design, or you are uh, kind of joint uh, designed for somebody's design? Yeah, what I did this was okay. So this was for a show that was supposed to be made. So I did a lot of research on. The, the robotic arms and that kind of thing, solar panels um, and modules for space stations. And so I just modified and incorporated them based on what was needed for this. That's, that's all I did, you know. And so um, they are just, they're not exactly the same. I've made some changes, but you'll notice a lot of familiar objects. I mean, in the inside, for example, uh, the, ast and the astronaut getting ready to do EVA, he's about ready to step out, and you see all these robotic arms and the Earth in the, in the distance. The hatch, the airlock hatch, um, is a modified NASA hatch. So I took the NASA design and I modified it, um, but I didn't modify it. Made, I did not make so many changes that if you see the hatch, you'd say, oh, that's the hatch, right? except it's modified just a little bit. So yeah, I use a lot of the existing, you know, technical reference that I can get hold of to come up with a, a, a plausible visual representation of what we're seeing. So. Yeah, Alan, very, very exciting. We're actually showing this picture. We'll get, uh, get back to you on this and Hyperloop. Okay, uh, but, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because uh, there are two questions from uh, Greg. I think uh, Mike is asking uh, something about the Virgin Hyperloop. Uh, and also the, the Amazon, they're into Hyperloop. Can you comment a little bit uh, and uh, say something about this in relation to your Hyperloop TT? Oh, yeah, uh, go on, go on. Um, there's two different methods of trying to advance a technology like this. One is the, which HTT, the Hyperloop Translation Technology, which is to uh, essentially have people spend their time uh, with, uh, as I've said, uh, earning future stock options with the company, but not being paid. Uh, Hyperloop One, which it later became Virgin Hyperloop, uh, uh, took another approach where they are paying people to develop it, uh, the technology. <clears throat> you get to control the development a whole lot more when you're paying people than if you are uh, in the HTT technology, which... <coughs> 
essentially the employees get to somewhat control where they uh, spend their time. But their uh, developments to date have been more visual. Um, and I don't mean this as a criticism, but uh, their latest uh, uh, demonstration in Nevada uh, really is a train on uh, rails and it was outside of a tube. And that technology exists and is very productive uh, around the world. Um, but it is a stepping stone to the full Hyperloop uh, technology. But I don't think you can run at that speed on a rail. So you're going to have to get into levitation. Uh, you have to power it with something that's non-combustible, which anymore is, is probably uh, the thing to do anyway, but there's no oxygen in the tube, so uh, you can't really use that. So um, Hyperloop, HDT has signed agreements to develop technologies around the world with major countries like China, and uh, they are working in, in, uh, in the Middle East, and they are developing in concert with them, but most of it is at a lower scale, which is more affordable, so it's understandable. Um, so really, the you, you'll see press releases from HTT that talk about another agreement being signed, another element being developed, and it's all necessary to the development of the overall technology, but nothing by itself gets you there, which is why I've been, you know, saying we just simply need to spend the money to come up with a uh, a demonstration project, which would take about a five mile stretch, about a 200 foot wide swath of land to do something like that with room for a uh, operation center and a station. So uh, that's what really in my mind is needed. They're both taking different tax as far as, you know, corporately how they're developing it, but they're both basically doing the same thing, which is developing elements and keeping interest. I think government needs to step in. I think government's very reluctant to step into something like this. So uh, foreign governments are, are more willing than US. I'm not sure that really hit on exactly, but that, that's some thoughts on it. heard of anything about Amazon? I, I, I'm not familiar with anything Amazon is doing as far as Hyperloop goes. Yeah. Okay, so you basically were saying, okay, right now, HTT is uh, the most, uh, uh, you know, recent one is in the Middle East. Uh, okay, I see. So it's uh, uh, nothing right now in the country yet. No, their headquarters is in LA, but it's administrative headquarters, so. Um, oh, the headquarters is in LA, I yep. see. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, we are Los Angeles, uh, Las Vegas section, so it's very interesting. It's good to yeah. know. Yeah, they yeah. Uh, actually, uh, it's an old Howard Hughes uh, building uh, that they're oh. out of. <laughs> I see. So interesting. it's kind of nice. Uh, and they do have uh, models of what it would like be like inside of uh, uh a vehicle and uh, some of the mechanics of uh, levitation and propulsion at that. So it'd be a place to visit for sure. Yeah, yeah. if you, if you can uh, let us know, you can let me know later and the location, we can tell our people to maybe take a site visit. 
you know. Okay. Say, yeah, sure. Yeah, that would be cool to raise. And uh, Alan, I think you were trying to say something. Um, yeah, sorry, I muted myself. No, 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 I was, um, I was, I was a little bit too talkative there. So continue. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, you are good, we love it. Okay, so uh, everyone, so um, <clears throat> we kind of right now open to the floor. So as I mentioned, if you have any question, you can, uh, some, of, some of them you are already uh, unmuted, you're welcome to speak out your question. Uh, the other, if you're interested, you can raise hand yeah, yeah, to say something. Actually, I have tons of questions, but I don't want to take off your too much time. So, Mike, you have any more questions? Might I uh, just kind of add one quick thing? Yeah. Uh, this technology is, is uh, really aimed at uh, like an LA to San Francisco or shorter distance. Yeah, this is very important, yeah. Yeah, the cost of going cross country, if you think of an airplane, all your money's basically on the, on the gates in the plane. Yeah, you use more fuel and you, you hire the crew for a little longer if you go cross country, but your real investments are the same. If you're flying to Denver, a thousand miles, Chicago, 2000 or the East Coast. This, the technology uh, for Hyperloop, it costs a whole lot more to go further. So it, we're really focused on uh, uh, the shorter trips, if you will, regional trips. Um, but think about this. If people could work in, uh, live in, uh, in, in the Central Valley of California, which is a very poor area, many areas are very poor, and they could uh, work in San Francisco with an hour commute, uh, that's pretty dramatic change in lifestyle. If you think it takes me two hours to get up to a, from Orange County to a play in uh, Yamasan, I could get to San Francisco in less than that time and see a play. Um, so people's habits and lifestyle, just like when they open the suburbs, uh, people's lifestyle will change with this technology. And it, that's why I'm really so excited about it. Yeah, Mike, uh, you raised hands, so go ahead. Hi. Um, so you mentioned a little bit about the difference between um, you and Virgin Orbit. Um, as far as it being used, um, is there a difference? Because I know that um, when I was a student, I actually toured um, Virgin One in Los Angeles, and I know at the time they were talking about it being used. It was actually, it was actually um, with a logistics organization, and at the time they were talking about it being used first for um, transportation before it would eventually be used for human humans. Is that your is that your goal too? Uh, no, I, I think uh, there was a lot of discussion early on, should this be goods or people movement? And, uh, uh, you know, frankly, it's hard to compete against trains that move things at incredibly low prices. And they have an existing uh, supply chain that, that is well established uh, over, you know, centuries. Uh, it would be hard to come in and, and beat that uh, through Hyperloop. The problems, of course, with people is you're limited to a half G is basically our design criteria for acceleration and deacceleration. And uh, the curves that I talked about, the resistance to those curves puts a G-force on people that has to be controlled. So it's a little bit harder to, uh, 
do that, which makes the uh, uh, design of where you put these facilities uh, much more difficult. Uh, there's a lot of talk about putting them underneath interstates or in the medians of interstates. But if you look at the curvatures of the interstates, they're so uh, uh, small radiuses that you could not maintain much more than 60 miles an hour inside that tube, which is no benefit over the, the surface streets. So yeah, there, it, it's a complex discussion. And I think, uh, I, I think there, everyone's gonna land on moving people, not goods, if that was the guts of your question. Thank you, that's all. Yeah, interesting. Uh, I see Ian, you are muted, so you would like to say something. Uh, Mr. McNeil. Oh, um, no, I don't have anything. Okay, all right, all right, thank you. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, it's uh, before five people still, I actually have more more questions. So uh, yeah, as Greg just mentioned, you're aiming for, for transport human. Uh, and short distance, it will benefit a lot. But at the same time, we, as I mentioned, we have this uh, sustainable aviation people. Uh, as you, I just mentioned, the uh, Sir Air just uh, you can merge, you know, acquire Empire, which is building electric hybrid aircraft. And those aircraft, they were also aiming for short commute, you know. Uh, so, of course, Hyperloop might be more for mass transportation, while this uh, electric hybrid that means for kind of fewer people. <clears throat> But uh, kind of you, you can kind of facing some kind of competition from different emerging technology. You know, they, they, they are also clean. You know, they are also doing clean fuel. You know, biofuel, hydrogen fuel, uh, those kind of things. So how how do you compare this thing? You know, what is the need? Or, or... yeah, and and other <clears throat> regional aircraft have the problem of such. First of all, they're remote. They're not downtown. Uh, for the most part around the US. And uh, you also have large terminal times. And then you have parking costs. If you're to fly to San Francisco, you're outside, you have to rent a car, go downtown, you have to find a parking place and pay for parking. So even if, uh, and they're slower than Hyperloop would be, but you know, you could fly up there fairly quick, but the terminal times are uh, for aircraft are pretty extensive. And then if you go down to buses, uh, you know, a real problem in, in California, I don't know if anybody tracking the, uh, the uh, high-speed rail progress in, in they spent, I don't know, $4 billion, $5 billion. I think it's gonna be the largest abandoned uh, civil engineering project in US history. Uh, it just simply isn't, isn't going to be built, but that, that had potential to compete with Hyperloop, uh, high-speed rail. Uh, also great. I mean, I have to, I have to ask this this one because anyway, Airways is uh, more kind of aerospace organization. Uh, but it, it, but in this uh, hyperloop, it involves a lot of you know things common to aer aerodynamics or you know aer aerospace kind of involved. Can can you kind of tell people a little bit what what are involved you know in the hyperloop engineering or a design that is kind of common or similar to uh, what people learn you know in, in aerospace. Yeah, and, and you know, if you're talking about airplanes, obviously the wings play such a big role and there aren't any on the other. So that's a difference uh, on the Hyperloop, there aren't any. But the, the trying to manage people in smaller uh, environments, which is important for Hyperloop is also very important for aircraft uh, travel. 
uh, having a pressure differential from inside the plane and outside the plane is, uh, is a big deal for both the airplanes and Hyperloop. Um, managing people on the terminal sides, you know, I envision a gate for the, uh, for the uh, Hyperloop being designed off of effective uh, aircraft gates. If you're talking space, that's a whole nother world. I'm not sure I, I put enough thought into even comment on that. But as far as uh, uh, airplanes go, there, there are some similarities and there are some uh, differences between them. And I, I think we can learn a lot from the similarities because airplanes are pretty efficient and they've been around for a while. Yeah, could, could I ask, let me ask you, actually, I haven't, I got some conflict. So inside the Hyperloop that you were designing, uh, is that uh, kind of, you, it's just a regular air or is the same pressure as outside or is kind of special uh, uh, air and the, and the pressure? No, it'd just be the same as, uh, as outside the tube. Oh, I see. I see. tried to be designed. Now, one thing that we've, we've given a lot of thought to and, uh, yeah, I think Alan might have a comment on this. Um, people like to look out windows. You, you can't look out a window in a tube. And so we were thought of, of putting windows in, except that we would uh, uh, place movies, if you will. And the simplistic way to say it is to put a movie in each window showing the landscape that you're, that's outside the tube. And you're traveling so fast, you'd have to figure out how to scale that movement so it would uh, uh, be reasonable for the person so that they could know where they are, see what they're going to see. Um, so that, that's one aspect that would be different too is I don't know about luggage. Uh, again, getting people on and off that uh, um, the Hyperloop, uh, we want to be able to do that fairly quickly and storing luggage and, and taking it out at the end is, uh, might be problematic, but might not be. But we would learn again from the airline industry with regard to, to that. Yeah, you mentioned Alan, so maybe Alan want to comment on, on this. Greg mentioned about the window yeah. or Hyperloop. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, one of the things, of course, in the the rendering that I did, the, the tube was transparent. So I don't know if that's doable. Um, of course, with the, um, the polymers that we have and the mix, mixing glasses with polymers, they, they could probably come up with something that is transparent and you can have windows on the, on the actual um, vehicle itself and just look out and see, you know, and uh, the, the struts will be going by if there are struts, which I have. Uh, very, very quickly, so that we, um, you'd still be able to see uh, the landscape that way. Um, now, the other idea of projecting something, that can be done. It will, it will come out two-dimensionally unless you can figure out uh, the technology of projecting a three-dimensional landscape. But um, those two things are, are doable. I don't know enough about the, you know, where we are in terms of uh, creating a structure and how um, expensive or non-expensive it would be to make it transparent so that people could look out. So um, that would be more the purview of Greg and people like that. So, um, but that's just one idea. And, but it, it is a good idea to have, I was thinking of, uh, in the case of uh, long before 
Lucas decided to uh, do a Star Wars thing at Disneyland. Um, actually, it was Disney that decided that, but um, of projecting images outside craft that you get into. So you think you're riding in space, you know, and and what happens is you're going, the craft is going on a rail. You're inside. You don't see at all outside, but you think you're traveling in space because that's what's projected on the windows uh, or beyond the windows, I should say, to give a three-dimensional um, feeling. And um, when you get outside, you're on a different planet, you know. So using that same principle, you could, I guess that's one idea of how to apply that to the Hyperloop. If you cannot, but if you cannot get a, a transparent to, you know, that, that's just my two cents worth. Yeah, we looked at only concrete and steel structures at Hyperloop HDT. Okay. Uh, but but as I said at the beginning, I wouldn't rule anything out and new technology is in the wind with this. So if we can figure out a way to do that, that economically, um, that that would be great. But I, I, and we say project, I'm really thinking more of a TV screen for a window right. than a projection, but yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. And, and yeah. people will, might be good with that. Yeah, it's a little bit like spacecraft. You know, in spacecraft, you cannot really open so many windows, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so it, I think it's a little bit like spacecraft. And that's actually my next thing. You know, in AIWA, you know, a lot of people work in aerospace, you know, uh, research or, or industry, the thing. So, yeah, stay with us. You know, we have kind of surprising people, you know, they work on materials or different kind of technology. And, and honestly speaking, you know, uh, the audience can correct me or something. Because I'm not speaking, uh, maybe because we are aerospace organization, so we heard about Hyperloop more in the talks or presentation talking about aerospace when they refer to Hyperloop, either like aerodynamics or <clears throat> simulation. And then they say, okay, this can be applied to Hyperloop. Or like I said, Habitat, like uh, what Alan has been designing here. But actually, I, I was a little bit, you know, maybe I didn't follow, you know, much of HTT. Actually, I didn't know, you know, it was between San Francisco and Los Angeles, but we know a lot of space people, they are talking about Hyperloop in space. That, that's a, a great potential over there. So the, uh, it, it's vital to stay connected with the aerospace community because people are paying attention, you know, more on, on those things. And then you see the design is a little bit like spacecraft. So obviously there are some people that are pretty much very experienced in those things. Yeah. Okay, and Mike, I think you raised hand. Yeah, hi again. Um, when I was listening to Greg talk about the um, screens inside the um, inside, it made me think if um, if perhaps a application of this would, um, would would best be like a ride before a practical type of transportation type system, like have a smaller version as like some type of entertainment. Well, that's a great thought. Uh, the HRDC design out in the desert that we put together uh, did include using the uh, station design as uh, a place to charge uh, and people could come out and ride in it for a fee. So I, I agree with you. I think, uh, I think we'd get a lot of passengers just taking it to see what it's like and, and uh, such. So I think there is some value in that, especially in the case when you're still 
scrapping for money to put a uh, test facility together, at least that would provide some revenue. Uh, and it'd be a unique uh, uh, opportunity for people to come. It's a destination. You'd have to combine it with some other uh, attractions, which we thought about doing also. So yeah, it's a great thought. Then way you can lift the half G limit too and go a little higher. Cool, thanks. Mike, you want to say something? Uh, have you ever thought of like um, partnering with Disneyland or Magic Mountain or not? Silly question, but. No, that's a great question. And uh, frankly, no, we, we did not. And we talked to an awful lot of people with that test facility, but we did not get far enough along to, uh, uh, to do that. And I think, I think there's some opportunity there. You're absolutely right. Okay, so uh, uh, yeah, great. I think uh, have you, you mentioned about simulation. What kind of simulation uh, you were talking about? Actually, a few years ago, I went to some talks that they were talking about uh, it's kind of physical, physical, physics based simulation for Hyperloop. Uh, they were talking about actually a lot of things, even about sensors, uh, simulation, those things. Um, uh, then, you know, as I said, you know, we, we, air, air, we also care about the improving human life, and actually, we for commercial airline, we actually have people simulating, you know, the COVID-19 situation, the airflow, you know, those kind of filtering process, doing simulation. So um, is, is this kind of physics-based sim, uh, simulation, is that what you are in mind, that what you are talking about? No, but that those are valuable too. But what I was thinking is about a full-scale construction oh, okay. of a five-mile stretch, one tube, where you could accelerate if, if you, and you could do goods at, at 1G, uh, so you could get up to 700 miles an hour and back down again. And uh, we put in some artificial horizontal and vertical curves to deal with the uh, rotating the vehicle and keeping it from touching the sides using levitation uh, for 360 degrees around the tube. So, but it'd be a full scale testing facility but we could run people through it as, as an attraction and as a revenue stream to add, add to, the, to help offset the cost of that demonstration facility. Oh, okay, so where, where is it? I think you mentioned this in uh, um, another state. I'm sorry? Where is the, the facility? Uh, Kern County, California. Oh, okay, very good, very good. Yeah, we should. It was flat and uh, it was all on one piece of property. And frankly, if you look at the permitting process in the US, there would be no permits needed for that. Now you do have to get, uh, if you run people through it, you have to get, uh, if you call it a ride, you have to uh, meet certain design criteria uh, with regard to the uh, uh, materials that you use in the connections that you use. But that's, that's all, it'd be a pretty simple process. Expensive, but simple. <laughs> yeah, I understand. You know, for simulation, generally people think about computer simulation, but you know, like, um, you know, you, you have those places, they call the Mars simulator. It, it's actually human, you know, simulate uh, living on Mars. So this is kind of simulate in real, real, real life, you know, those things. 
so it has this facility be uh, kind of operating regularly? You know, uh, what 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 do they demonstrate, or what what do they plan to de demonstrate next? Well, it, 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 we're not demonstrating anything because it wasn't wasn't constructed. But we need to demonstrate that a vehicle, <laughs> in fact, this technology will operate at this scale um, for this function, and uh, that's what we need to demonstrate. We, you know, simulators are good for determining what were the impact on on the person riding in it or what's the impact on this connection. It's not good for saying the whole system works and nobody, we're, we're gonna have trouble getting investors. It'd be about half billion dollars to put this facility together. Uh, it's gonna be very, very difficult to get investors to build any facility without uh, uh, some proof of, uh, that this actually works at that scale. And that means you have to build a 12 foot tube with a vehicle inside of it and a way to get in and out of it and evacuate the air. Uh, it's it's got to demonstrate that the, the whole concept works. Yeah, uh, great. So, so you were saying the real competitor is the high speed railroad. So the speed are comparable, right? The speed for Hyperloop and the... I, I think you're still, high speed rail is, is probably around 300 miles an hour, maybe 320. Um, so the, we're talking 750. So we're still double, Hyperloop is still okay, double speed rail. It's okay. and passenger uh, airplanes, regional airplane is what, 400 miles an hour, maybe 450. So we're 50% faster than a regional airplane. And we don't have, you know, we'd be starting in downtown, going to downtown, not the outside of uh, town. And we don't have the uh, TSA to deal with. At least not yet. So uh, there's some real competitive advantages against both of those. So so is uh, FAA uh, involved in this because somehow involved aerodynamic design? Well, that's an interesting question because I, I I called and talked with Washington on several occasions to say, frankly, nobody regulates. Uh, there is. If you follow the law, the laws tell Congress, Congress writes the law and tells the administration what they can regulate. And there is no law that gives anybody jurisdiction to regulate a hyperloop. We are not rail, we are not air, and those are basically what they regulate. So, and we're not a highway. So um, there is no regulation. I was encouraging them to put it under the Federal Rail Administration because the closest thing is a high-speed rail. And uh, frankly, the FRA, the way they manage and regulate, uh, they don't fund so much, they just regulate. And that's what I think uh, for starting this process, we need an agency, if they have to fund it, uh, I don't think it's gonna get very far. They'll never have enough money to move it forward. So I was looking for an agency to uh, to regulate it that would more worry about what the regulations are to allow. Uh, if you look at the railroads are all private in the US except Amtrak. All of them are, are movement of goods and uh, they are given great latitude by the FRA on what they can do and not do. And that's the kind of regulating agency I would prefer for Hyperloop. Oh, great. When you mentioned this, I, I think other than uh, Sir Richard Branson, I, I think another person who actually kind of put some money or involved was Elon Musk. Because a few years ago, I heard that uh, there was some project, I think he was fund, 
funding. So whoever heard this, Elon Musk uh, get into this? What is the role in these things? Well, that's a good question because Elon Musk did a, uh, a white paper that both uh, HCT and Hyperloop One, which became Virgin uh, uh, <coughs> Hyperloop, um, his white paper generated the formation of those companies by describing how, what Hyperloop is and what it could do. And you can get that online. I think it's 2015. It was, uh, if you look up uh, Hyperloop white paper, Leon Musk 2015, something like that, it'll come up. And, uh, and he has won a couple contracts and he has actually built, he's formed a tunneling company and he's built some tunnels. But his concept is to lower cars into the tunnel have them go through the tunnel. I'm not sure exactly if they're on rails or if they drive or what it is, and they come out the other end. He's built one in, in LA, and uh, he built one in uh, Vegas, and he got a permit just like two weeks ago to extend that tube. And he also got a very uh, good contract to connect the loop to O'Hare in Chicago. But I've not heard anything about it operations on any of those. So he has a couple tunnels in place, but I don't know of anybody running through any of those tunnels, but they are not Hyperloop. They are, they are a different concept. Oh, okay. So if we're saying right now in the world, it's mostly either Virgin Hyperloop or your HTT. I believe so. Okay. Okay, Mike, you raise hand. Yeah, one of the um, one of the good things about living here in Los Angeles is if you have some time to kill, you can actually drive um, to the SpaceX area, and you can see a long tunnel that extends from um, I think it's from Crenshaw to Prairie Avenue. I live right in that area. Pretty okay, cool. Is that what you are talking about? The one he built? No. In I actually forgot about that. He, he did mention that there is a tunnel to move. Uh, I'm not even sure, but I'm pretty sure it's goods, uh, not goods, but uh, equipment, uh, materials. Uh, no, this is uh, to Dodger Stadium is one of the tunnels oh. he built. But again, I don't know that it's operating, but he got a permit to build that one. And uh, it's right on the strip is where he built the other tunnel um, in Vegas and got the approval to extend it. So those are the ones I was referring to. Okay. Oh, and I, Chicago here is, uh, is the third one in. And that was a uh, contract that it was a public-private partnership with the city of Chicago and it is to develop, construct, uh, and operate a facility from the loop to O'Hare. Uh, is a one near Dodger Stadium, is that visible to the public? I have no idea. Okay. The one I think is that is out in front of SpaceX is um, for a competition. Ah, okay. Not sure which. He's he sponsored some competitions. I thought they were all for vehicles, uh, uh, but I may be wrong. Thank you. Yeah, good. Well, this is actually very interesting. Because, um, so now we've kind of, because I mentioned you know, aerospace people talk about this, you know, for, for aerodynamics or simulation, you know, computer simulation, or, you know, like in space, uh, we have been having kind of several space architecture events and space manufacturing, uh, 3D fabrication. Uh, do you think that fabrication construction method, according to your expert in civil engineering, will be different, you know, on Earth and uh, 
in space like moon and mars would they would, they, would you recommend using like a 3d printing technology in space or you think that the method alan is drawing with this exciting ego or you know this different kind of you know ego you can change the cargo you know you can use change the payload or carry people uh so how do you think the construction method on earth and in space how do you think 3d printing those things yeah, we've looked pretty carefully at concrete and steel, and I think steel is a better performer and competitive cost-wise, but difficult to get to the site. I mean, you can do uh, um, you can do up to I think 14 foot of transport on on highways with permits, but it's expensive transport uh, to do that. Whereas concrete, you could set up a, a batch plant and and cast the tubes uh, right on site and and move them. So there's where we looked. And if you move into concrete, you can't help but look at uh, um, 3D printing for that. And um, I, I think 3D printing would be difficult at the moment because of the reinforcing and, and, the, uh, and, and it doesn't just have the loads of being in the ground as a tube, but also the vacuum differential pressure with a vacuum inside the tube. So I think there's, um, uh, or even up uh, above the ground. So I, I think 3D printing is, a, is a, a big possibility and has lots of advantages. I, I think uh, we, we talked a lot about when we got to the site and tried to start constructing tubes, we would, we would do uh, uh, part of the tube in all three materials, three uh, batch plant, concrete tubes, steel tubes imported and uh, uh, the 3D printed tubes. We would use all three and we would get firsthand experience between what it costs to do it and how they function. Uh, oh, oh, Mike, you raise hand. Let's hear what Ellen would say. So Ellen, how do you think? We are showing the construction, uh, your design for the Hyperloop on, on the moon. Mm -hmm. uh, so how, how do you command, you know, if you have ego, or like a robot, and uh, you can do three printing. How, how how do you like mingle this in your design, your your art or design? Well, yeah, well, um, I would show. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, my computer is suddenly talking to me. Uh, oh. Yeah, I would show. Um, I would show a good angle of of uh, an eagle assembling um, in in off the ground. I won't say in the air because there's no air on the moon, um, off the ground, uh, assembling the, um, the hyperloop or whatever it is that you, that you want assembled. Um, and you could use drones. You could have, now that I'm, I'm just thinking as I'm going along, you could, you could split the eagle uh, into sections, use them as drones, have them uh, you know, remote, remotely controlled. They don't have to have an inside pilot. Um, and um, tailor it that way. And, you know, each section, of course, would have to be dealt with um, differently depending on the weight and the mass of it. So I just, I work, when I do something like that, I work intuitively and I, and I leave it up to the engineers to do the fine details and, and make it work, you know. Um, so, but it, it sounds great. In fact, you know, uh, if you're interested at some point, um, I will do that. And, um, you know, uh, 
the people are set on on, on construction. I think I, I don't know and and steel with con concrete and steel. Um, from what I understand, I, I don't know how uh, magnesium works as as a um, as a reinforcer. Uh, Greg would have a better take on that. But you know, I was at, at the Expo uh, Space Expo a couple of years ago, and I had a long talk. Some of these engineers are talking about magnesium being super light and much stronger than steel. Certain alloy, certain um, you know, uh, certain alloys of magnesium or wh whatever they were using. I'm not, I'm not sure, but um, so uh, in concrete, there are many ways of generating concrete. You know, um, I'm a fan of Frank Lloyd Wright, uh, and he he uh, back in the th 30s he developed. Uh, uh, a sort of um, a process of uh, creating an especially high PSI concrete, you know, uh, a condensed concrete by um, with a vibration method. I mean, there are all kinds of things that we could one could explore in terms of materials and how to create materials. And um, I think at some point, I mean, it's great to have the old technology, but we're going to have to start thinking outside the box and. When you asked me that question, I just started thinking of new things, you know, break up the eagle into parts and have each part uh, sustainable um, as a drone uh, to lift things. And maybe one or two things could even be piloted. Yeah, Anna, uh, but Anna, I, I'll do an illustration. No, great, great. Yeah, that would be wonderful. Yeah, yeah. If you have time, you know, that, that next time you can show us that we will keep track with you. And great. But one thing you mentioned yeah. about this eagle. I want to mention actually the the drone thing. It was in the the pilot episode, as I said, the breaking away, because oh, right. yeah, several astronauts, the pilot, they got uh, disoriented or killed because of the uh, the the electromagnetic radiation. Uh, mm -hmm. So they actually changed the eagle become uh, remote piloted to avoid right. the danger. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. So it yeah. was demonstrated yeah, in the first episode. Yeah, it's interesting. You're bringing this back back to. Me, yeah, I, mean, I, I watched it so saw. many times. I don't know if a hundred times. Yeah, very yeah. <laughs> last time I saw it, I was a kid. So and, and the other I thing. Really... Yeah, go ahead. No, no, I was saying I really, I really, I remember enjoying it, and yeah. I remember. The yeah, and actually, two and... thing, two thing. I want to also pitch to Greg and the, and you because when I recall yeah. that there's something civil engineering and related to hyperloop. The first thing, remember their transportation, right? You landed at the yeah. Eco and the to the moon base alpha, there's a transportation in the tube. Is that something similar oh, to Hyperloop? Right. Is that sim right. already similar demonstrated in, 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 the, in the series uh, about Hyperloop? Yes. I think right? vacuum tubes, vacuum tubes uh, as old as the 40s or 50s, I think. Yeah. And, and the idea may date, even, yeah. may date even before that, but yeah. Yeah, you're, maybe remember, even before that. You I remember, remember that. My 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 dad, as a kid, was a scientist, and then he became a businessman. And I'm an artist, right? And I remember having an argument with my dad 25 years ago about a vacuum tube across the country uh, that was underground. And could you get to from here to New York in 45 minutes? And he said the acceleration would kill them, you know. And I so we you'd have to accelerate halfway and decelerate the rest of the way. And I remember, you know, we were figuring things out on pieces of paper and trying to figure out if, if, it, if that would be a possibility. Um, 
So yeah, it's an old it's an old idea, you know. Um, and there are all kinds of things you can do with it. Um, and um, I think uh, when I when I'm designing, because I'm not limited by engineering, I'm not limited. I'm just limited by my imagination. And if That's I need to, to, you know, um, I look up certain things, you know, that's um, like the properties of certain magnesium, you know, uh, element. I mean, it's an element, but uh, certain uh, variations of magnesium and how it can be used. Um, and for example, another thing, when you make glass on the moon, when you create glass on the moon, it's different than the glass on Earth. It has a much higher strength. It's like it's stronger than steel, actually, because of the airless environment. You have one sixth of the Earth's gravity, um, and that's something I looked up because um, I noticed I, I I like to attend lectures online uh, from scientists and other things and just listen to what they have to say. And one of them was talking about if you create a glass on the moon, if you made a hyperloop. Uh, you can make it for, out of glass because um, on the moon it's different. They, they don't have those microscopic air bubbles that, that the glass has on Earth, and it becomes much, much stronger material. And um, yeah, so little things like that I'm always interested in, and I try to incorporate in the illustrations. You know? Yeah, Ellen, right? This uh, the tube, the tube, uh, like a hyperlink in uh, uh, Space 99. Right. And also the Another thing I'll come back to you and correct is about the uh, the moon base, Alpha. But Ian raised his hand, so let's, let's hear from Ian. Go oh, ahead. Oh yes, hi. Yes, for uh, think uh, suggestion for um, Alan um, in future. Um, by the way, I like I love your art. Um, for you know temporary, well, it's a relative term, <laughs> whatever that means. Temporary structures on top of the moon, just like Mars. Um, I would suggest that. Any structures, although visually in an, from an art or movie, it looks uh, stunning to see moon-based structures on on the surface. But right. more, more permanency and also uh, long-term protection against radiation. I'm thinking and envisioning seeing architecture more uh, going underground in the moon or in the old right. tubes and so forth. So you might have yeah. think about an art, artistic concept where you're like building inside a crater or mountain and maybe some structural stuff sticking out of the mountain, for example. Yeah. I, yeah, I was think, also thinking micrometeoroid bombardment. Is right, yeah. Well. Yeah, so, um, yeah, when I, when I did this, I was kind of flying high, you know, on, yeah. on a visual thing. But yes, um, at the same time, you know, it's interesting, uh, um, uh, the, the concept of glass, building glass on the moon, because I don't know how much that's been explored, but it's, it's uh, I, uh, I heard a scientist talk about it one day, and I looked it up, and sure enough, at least on, on the sites that I looked at, they gave the explanation as to why it would be far stronger. Uh, but um, I don't know how much work has been done on that, you know. Uh, we haven't been to the moon too many times. Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah. So absolutely, I, I and, and it has occurred to me, and it's probably more um, practical to do exactly as you said. Yes. Yeah, Ian, Ian, I think uh, though probably not much on the moon, but I believe there are people making glasses on, on in the National Space Station. Uh, yeah, uh, 
yeah, fiberglass, glass. I think they have done that. Do they do it in, a, in an airless environment? With that I don't know the detail. We are trying to set up events, so hopefully we can get the person back. To talk yeah, obviously this. it's in a microgravity, but maybe not airless. I don't know. I know, but, but it's, <laughs> I understand. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah this is. It, yeah. May, may, and the, uh, this is uh, survivability was not one of my expertise when I was in the, um, working for Legacy Hughes slash uh, Boeing BBS, but. Uh, I know it's on the solar solar arrays. It's uh, maybe doped with some other minerals. Uh, glass, uh, depending on the thickness, uh, you know, has some certain uh, radiation blocking properties, especially if it's doped with uh, some other materials. Yeah. Yeah. That 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 makes sense completely. Yeah. Um, it's definitely um, the in in this in the, uh, in the uh, shots of the astronauts in free fall, you can see them in free fall in one of the drawings. The glass is, is polarized and, and, and um, you know, I, I, of course I'm not gonna explain exactly what it is because I don't know, but uh, it's definitely polarized and filtered uh, to yeah. block all kinds of radiation, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's all. It's wonderful, wonderful to dream, you know, and then also wonderful to uh, roll up your sleeves and make it happen. Yeah, Ellen, yeah, I, I want to, actually I was about to say something. Ellen, I don't know if you heard of the, the general called the uh, Chess Lee Bonus deal. I have not. Yeah, we what have even Chess Lee Bonus deal. Okay. Yeah, he was the artist a long time ago and uh, he was oh, uh, right. kind of, I, I think, okay, keep talking, keep talking. Yeah, he, he has some kind of uh, book with Werner von Braun, and uh, yeah. he designs, uh, you know, paints something, you know, like a, a destination moon, and also for some movie. Right. Uh, and uh, some of our engineers uh, said his art inspired them to go into rocketry or uh, in a, into Apollo space shuttle okay. program. So art actually inspired engineer. Of course, it doesn't have to be perfect, you know, uh, sometimes you have to work with engineer, but it's kind of inspiring. So he yeah. has something got wrong in the um, Odyssey, uh, you know, 2001 uh, Space Odyssey. Yeah. Uh, Kubrick yeah. was highly, give him very high praise and uh, initially want him to be the art director. But but anyway, he, he got something wrong about the surface of moon, you know, uh, you know something uh, and the thing, but you know, it's, it's, he inspired many people. And the third thing was, you know, like um, <clears throat> the starship, it was actually, you know, people were saying it's like the the, the old movie, you know, it's a vertical landing. So yeah. now you are going back to the, the old idea. And uh, I'll just tell you another joke. It's not joke, but it's, it's a story we have years ago. We have a sci-fi versus science, science technology event. A lady yeah. from Caltech, he was saying that uh, 100 years ago, there was a science fiction, uh, which is talking about human being uh, colonize Mars and form a community. Uh, and uh, the society there with the leader of 12 and uh, the, the, the leader of the 12 is called Elon. So everybody oh. was laughing, you know, was that the science fiction predicted Elon Musk's name or Elon Musk's parents uh, read this novel and gave it, uh, Elon this name, you know. So this kind of imagination thing actually kind of is mutually, you know, benefit from each other. But of course you are right, better to check uh, with with the um, 
engineering scientist, and you you are also bigger. But one thing I was uh, trying to say is actually combined with what Ian just said about the survivability radiation, and yeah. Greg was talking, and and now uh, uh, Alan was saying, you know, because these days we see there was some kind of movie they are showing some uh, moon lunar structure, and it was blessed off by the aliens or something like very tall structure. Uh, but but you know, yeah. Ian also mentioned about the radiation, and if you yeah. actually, honestly speaking, I think the Space Ninety Nine has a very good feature. It's a combination of you know, and your hyperloop, you know, this tunnel transportation, mm -hmm. and uh, this kind of low profile uh, moon base structure. They don't have tall buildings. If, if you look, at it, it's moon base alpha is almost flat, and most of their structure is underground. And uh, yeah. and and that it also combined the ego. You see the ego transportation, the, the airlock was very uh, well designed in the from mm -hmm. landing yeah. transportation to the base you have uh airlock those things they, they, they kind of combined with what you were uh, talking and, and uh, greg you know you are civil engineer you know this uh, uh from yeah. the civil engineer point of view and from alan you know designing point and from alan aerospace, aerospace engineering point of view yeah. i think it's a good combination you know to come back with radiation yeah. you know transportation yeah. those kind of things yeah, Ken, you were just mentioning that under, yeah, I was just thinking the visuals from, if you remember 2001 Space Odyssey movie, yeah, when they were going to the moon, there was a lot of, you know, underground structures in the moon, so. Yeah, yeah, actually, the, you're exactly right, and the Space 1990, some people also, were saying, yeah. if you look at the first episode, there were several things that actually remind you of the 2001 Space Odyssey. Yeah. You know, the docking with space station, you know, those kind of, I, I think they kind of learned a little bit from it. Uh, but, but I think you're right. I think that, you know, for Space 99, they are more real, realistic, you know, yeah. in terms of how human live on, 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 on the moon, you know. Uh, they, they are, I think there are a lot of, they are all low profile building and mostly underground. And if you look at the, the, yeah. their ego base, they, you land it on the surface, but they have the, they can pull you down to, to the, uh, the, how do you right. say, underground. Yeah, so yeah. so it's very realistic design. They don't have tall structures, and uh, from maybe from Greg's point of view, on the moon, maybe the hyperloop on the moon is not going to be extended too much too high on the surface. It, it probably might be in the tunnel. Yeah, it may be underground. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I only did that for visuals. You know, it might be protruding a little bit to the surface, but you know, yeah. majority might be underground. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. So great, I, I think a lot of people talking to move to the moon and Mars, they are talking about underground, you know, construction. Uh, yeah. That's how people to avoid that. Otherwise you have to have the radiation uh, protection materials. And the concrete probably is not the best. And, and on, the Mar on Mars, there's probably a lot of iron, so you can probably make steel, but on the moon, you know, I mean, local, using local material on the moon, I, I don't know enough about the uh, resources for, 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 for steel, for, 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 for iron to make steel. Right. Mars is probably doable. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, um, what? Why don't you look up um, the the properties of glass created on the moon? Because um, that's something I heard from a scientist, and uh, uh, I looked it up, and and apparently there's a lot of truth to what he says. So. No, no problem. Um, well, well, I'll uh, yeah. personally I'll ask some kind of expert and see if we have know somebody yeah. some, somebody did something great. yeah yeah no problem you know uh, please work yeah. with us yeah. you know that's uh that's uh, yeah, something we, we have and people then, those we have absolutely so um yeah um yeah very exciting and the, 
Yeah, Greg, you know, Alan, so please, please stay connected with us. I think there's very exciting things going on. Uh, okay. But, uh, and also March 27, I, I will send you the, uh, the Zoom link. Please, please, if you have time, even just a few minutes, you know, stop by and take a look. Because those, those architects, they're, they're, they're doing, you know, similar thing that your construction, you know, uh, yeah. and uh, transportation uh, and, and uh, you know, uh, agriculture, living space. Kind of, kind of similar nugget, but you, you focus, you know, especially Greg, you focus more on the transportation. <clears throat> but you, you several fellow civil engineers, so you know a lot of things, the architect design, you know, there, and you will know whether these are practical or something. You know, that, that's a good point to come back. And we, we do have material experts, you know, whether from aerospace engineer or they are yeah. from other field. Uh, they might not tell you if it's top secret. They cannot tell you, but. At this, you know, there's certain thing if it's they can say or scientific study that you say on the moon, the public domain, you know, they can remind, you know, you what has been done, you know, something like that. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. I, I personally, I, I have more question. You know, I have so many things, and I wish to work with you, uh, for you and Paul more, and have more with the event with you. But I, you know, I don't want to, and also the time issue, don't want to keep it forever. So anybody yeah. else? Uh, do you have do you have any question? Oh, Mike has another question. Mike, you can just say that. I think you uh, said it in a very good way. Um, well, when we're talking about having a hyperloop on another planet, I was um, I was I was thinking about what Elon Musk um, he answered a question when somebody asked him, "Are, are there going to be are, are you going to have boring machines on Mars?" He said it would be good to, because it'd be protect people from radiation. I was just, I was just, I was asking, how are we going to get the boring machines on Mars or the moon? Yeah. Well, there's, there's three types of tunneling that uh, we do. One is uh, cut and cover tunnels where you just dig down. Yeah. Essentially a box culvert and, uh, or a bridge and then just cover back up again. You have rock mining where you have to drill and blast. Um, and then you have boring machines, and uh, I, I guess you'd either you'd probably do it, uh, send it up with parts and assemble uh, there. But uh, there's a lot that goes into that. As far as uh, you, need, it's very water intensive to wash the material away, and uh, you know water is an issue on other planets. So uh, I, 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 that's about as far as I know that I can comment on it. But uh, like I say, there's there's a couple ways to put them uh, underground other than just tunneling. Ask one more quick question. Ken? Yeah. Okay. Um, when I visited the Hyperloop One facility, which is now Virgin Orbit, they had a model of Hyperloop underwater. And I think at that time they had a model of it going from, it could be Seattle to San Francisco. Have you explored that? And also could that be why it's not considered a train because it can be underwater? Well, train is a rail definition. Uh, so it underwater or not, it, you know, is, is kind of irrelevant for a definition of a train. So, uh, but yeah, if it's in a tube, it, they, you know, we run interstates underwater. Chesapeake Bay is a, uh, um, you know, a, uh, 
tunnel bridge tunnel project you run a bridge out and then then it goes into a tunnel goes underneath the bay and back out again it'd be no different than that to run a a hyperloop uh, through it much smaller scale frankly for hyperloop than it is for that uh, there's a study uh, that that HTT did and declared it feasible to go from Cleveland to Chicago and they're skirting around the south of Lake Michigan and uh, I actually looked into what it would take to instead of you know going south and then uh, around the, the the end of Lake Michigan then north to uh, just run it through Lake Michigan, there's a lot of regulatory process involved, but uh, certainly feasible. <clears throat> but if you're in a tube, it doesn't matter if you're underwater or under dirt. I mean, design characteristics are different, but uh, but keep in mind, you got to try to keep this thing fairly level. When you're traveling 750 miles an hour, it, uh, it's a lot of G-forces to go left, right, up or down. I think everybody's on mute. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I was asking, is any website link or document talking about what HTT has been doing, uh, accomplished, and what they plan to do? Those kind of thing. You know, I keep. Uh, we have a uh, a separate uh, LinkedIn account for employees. And I've been keeping track of that for years and I have not looked online. So I'm not even sure what's available online for HTT. I'm sorry to say, but I, it's not something. Yeah, yeah. I think it's good, you know, to uh, has kind of compilation to that. Oh, the, uh, the, the headquarter is in, you know, as you say, Howard Hughes, you know, Boulevard and, uh, you know, what, what they did before and what they plan to do, I think that will be quite helpful. Otherwise, you know, that's a surprise. They were actually trying to do something between Los Angeles, uh, San Francisco, you know. Uh, it's good to to kind of have this thing each for easy reference. Otherwise, people don't know. People heard about version one, Hyperloop one version, um, you know, Hyperloop, but, you know, don't heard that much about this. But on the other hand, it quite could team up very well with, you know, as I said, the uh, space architecture group or, or some of the uh, AIAA group or, or you know, um, you know, aerospace company that might have some very unusual application for this. Yeah, like a lot of things in life, it comes down to money. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. You know, what kind of return would those groups get for participating with Hyperloop as compared to participating in other more traditional uh, activities for that group? So that's, that's a trade-off. A few years ago, we have a group, uh, they were talking about, they have their design of gateway, like a tubular design. You can swap the interior lab or something like that. And they, they face a similar issue. So they were trying to look for some, but some, that's a tip, you know, it's not me. I, I you know, they come to our event, give them talks and some attendee give them some tips, you know, say they can, you know, some aerospace, aerospace company, you know, you know, also, also like what Paul said initially, if some research institute like university, or some primes like aerospace company, they kind of found some some of the things that the, you're you're doing that interested. They they might find you know some of part of it, you know as, as kind of study or something they could feel interested. You know that that's another way of, of doing. It. Actually, Paul said in the very beginning, 
uh, you know, so yeah, it's uh, we provide the platform, you know, the post video, people look into it, and uh, yeah, you might get some surprising contact or something like that. Yeah, I, I just looked at technically uh, the headquarters on Jefferson Boulevard in Culver City. <laughs> okay, I think I passed by that. It's still area. LA, but you know, yeah, I know that's the. Uh, yeah, it's uh, that, that area used to have several aerospace company and the Northrop Grumman moved away uh, many years ago. Uh, they had a headquarter there a long time ago. Then they moved to Washington, D.C. Ah. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is very exciting, but you know, we, we can keep going on, but uh, is anybody has any further question? Uh, if, if not, I think let's ask, oh, Ian, do you want to say something? Oh, no, no, it's... Uh... Thanks. I, I, uh, I, uh, yeah, this is all great stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's, Good it's imaginative. Yeah. 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 And, uh, as I said, we will keep working with Greg and, uh, Alan will, of course, you will be back on Hyperloop, but, you know, we'll work with you on, on the other thing, you know, we talk about, you know. Yeah. Now, that, that's very Absolutely. exciting. But first, I will send you the link after the event for the uh, March 27. Mm -hmm. You take a look. And there's something that, yeah. uh, that you feel kind of, appeal to, you know, grad to, you know, thinking about it because it's kind of linked, uh, as I said. Um, so uh, as a, maybe we should do this, maybe as a final say, Greg, Alan, do you want to say something, a few words, you know, to conclude uh, your presentation today? Uh, well, one is thank you for the opportunity to do this. Kenny did a good job on uh, MCing a topic that's not exactly well-defined. So I uh, did a great job on that. So I appreciate and, and feel free to contact me anytime if you uh, would like to follow up on anything. Thanks. Oh, welcome, will do. Yeah, and thank you for me as well. I, uh, I was really happy to, uh, to talk and share some, some of my artwork and um, to really get to, uh, to know some of you guys. And, and uh, I've learned quite a bit. I've learned quite a bit and um, we'll, we'll stay in touch. Yeah, so, we'll and touch. actually, we also have the gaming uh, development event coming up. <laughs> so I know oh, you are teaching yeah. those things as well. We're very excited about this. I, I can tell you, people think it's kind of crazy how aerospace company, I can tell you, aerospace company are hiring people on the gaming, uh, on the gaming scene. I'm not because, surprised. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're hiring, you know. So it, it's a very yeah. legitimate and valid topic these days for aerospace. Yeah, the imagination. I don't know if you ever heard of Sid Mead, um, but he was a futurist that has deep impact on our society. I mean, so many things came out of that, uh, out of his mind. He was an artist, but he had a background in transportation design. And um, he used that. He was a, a great futurist. He designed for Blade Runner for 2010. For One of the last movies he ever did was uh, Tomorrowland is based on his work um just imagining the future and he had a good good sense of what he was doing you know and i got to meet him he actually invited he invited me i was really surprised because he was one of my heroes growing up uh, he invited me to one of his shows and it turned out it was his last show unfortunately but um uh it was like a goodbye event type of thing so um it's always good to dream and it's always good to dream that's true. And, and uh, if you uh, read more about AIWA, and uh, you can realize it's actually exactly what AIWA has been doing. Right. AIWA was merged in 1950 or 60 from two societies, one founded by the Wright brothers, 
one one yeah. uh, founded by uh, Robert Gardner that you can know. So oh, those people Robert are Gardner, dreaming, yeah. you know. Yeah, and yeah. We, we were we we're also interested in this uh, future city, you know, for cars, uh, electric hybrid, uh, uh, you know, aircraft, you know, and uh, those are future, you know, clean energy, biofuel, hydrogen. Uh, we have propulsion yeah. energy, you know, and, and all those aircraft design that I just mentioned. We have the Dr. Dan Raymer is our um, AIW fellow. He just released his design for Mars airplane, you know, Mars airplane. Wow. Yeah, so we, we publish in our uh, in, in the AIW journal and also in our newsletter last week. And uh, April 17th, his collaborator, uh, actually this also point out very important for visualization because he has some collabor collaborator converted his very technical paper into visualized uh, uh, animation or like what you're doing. Uh, and uh, right. they're going to present it on April 17th. So that, that's a great example. Oh, that's great. Yeah, turn this, uh, you know, uh, engineer, uh, a very complicated engineer design into attractive, you know, uh, practical. I have a feeling maybe, you know, as maybe next NASA mission, they probably might be adapting his design to, it's the helicopter, they put the real airplane over there. Yeah, right, so, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, great. Yeah, wonderful. Really amazing. Really, thank you so much, Greg, you know, uh, Alan, and sorry, Paul, you know, this uh, that, uh, news. So we'll stay in touch. Uh, and so, thank you, Ken. Yeah, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Welcome. All right. Thank you so much. Thank All you. Right. Thank you. <laughs> Very excited. Yeah. We're all excited. That's good. Very good. Very good. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, so the next topic is a little bit not uh, exactly, you know, on this fancy, fancy talk, uh, you know, about this uh, hyperloop or new technology. It's more about AIAA operation um, because you know we we got a couple of uh, question about you know benefit of AIAA and one very obvious. Uh, benefit was uh, very directly is the engage, and the people are asking what is engage and how do you what is benefit of joining AIWA and uh, uh, how do you communicate with AIWA members? Uh, so today I'm going to I have been checking with our uh, headquarters and they are developing new features, but it's important we kind of discuss with uh, members and group and see if there are any feedback uh, about this thing. Yeah. So this is outline. So basically, just to show you outline, and I'll show you make some demo. So when you become a member of AIAA, you immediately have the access of two things. One is the AIAA.org. If you go there and log in, and you can see my AIAA. So you have basically your account information, membership, you know, member directory, those kind of things. A couple of settings. Another thing, great thing you have is you can log. It's the same login. Uh, it's called Engage, and the website is called Engage.AIAA. Org. And uh, there you can see a lot of visuals which I'll show, you know, demo quickly. Uh, <clears throat> so immediately got this. And uh, the advantage of this is that you can post your message uh, and uh, uh, certain kind of engaging with the community. And uh, you can post like open forum. Or for example, if you're LA Los Angeles a member, you can post to the LA Los Angeles member community or any special uh, technical committee or other things you are involved uh, without emails. So this uh, this is actually I will show you it is also designed to reduce the traffic and email you know and certain people you don't have email but you look up their directory you can send a request to see if they're willing to communicate with you through uh, the engage system and uh, and then okay. you can see the any question 
Okay, so the good thing is another thing is open forum. You can reach out to all the uh, AW members worldwide. Um, but one thing people got confused is uh, this is a social media. No, it's not a social media. As a fact, a lot of people working in AWA, I mean, uh, associated with AWA, they're working over aerospace companies. They are not allowed to have social media because cybersecurity. So, so it's not a good way to treat it as a social media. It's not the way we want uh, people, uh, AWA want you to think that's a social, it's not. And uh, what is, it's more like if you go to a conference, they give you an app, like some AWA space or aviation conference, they give you an app and uh, you connect with the attendees. You know, then you can talk to the speaker attendee in that kind of specific um, app or, or kind of website. And you can listen to uh, some of the talks, you know, without being there. It, it's a little bit more like that, but it can communicate with fellow attendees. Okay, so and I will show you also the setting, how to, you know, there are so many emails today, you know, uh, but they, if you, kind of that you can set your frequency as daily or each email, each notice post or no emails at all. You will just log in and look at yourself. It will reduce the email traffic. Um, but you see, since you can communicate with people, we got said several times, got uh, inquiry from there and then they ask for urgent re response, but it's not. It's actually just meant for <clears throat> communication, but it's not for urgent contact. Uh, if urgent contact, you still better use email or direct phone call. Uh, as I said, the discussion board is actually very useful. Uh, they're improving the uh, the, out, uh, the look of it, but it's actually very helpful if we want to have uh, AWS specific communities without uh, issue of uh, sorry cybersecurity, you know, or involve external society, which has a lot of feature, but they, they don't focus on security and also the topics. Um, and another benefit is we have the uh, another alternative engaged microsite, which is similar to website. Uh, it, it's not 40, but I'll show you, it's give you some kind of good information and we can improve on that. Uh, and then we're working on the new interface app, those kinds of things. And uh, this is meant for engaging members. For example, I'll show you too, they're actually, they recently set up the high school membership. They have a web, uh, the engaged site and also uh, but of course, the, the, for high school membership, they kind of protect it, you know, because for young adults, we have to protect them. But, you know, for other people, young adults, students, you know, uh, professional, we have the, uh, this kind of discussion board or mentorship page. Uh, then we need your uh, feedback and such suggestion uh, during this event or afterwards. <clears throat> okay, so I'm going to pull up uh, this uh, screenshot for the engage. Uh, there are several things, but let me show you first one. Okay, what you see here is a microsite. So this is AWA, uh, engage AWA or, uh, dot org slash forward slash Los Angeles slash Las Vegas. Uh, this is a microsite. So we can see our thing that we put up a calendar uh, in the middle. There's actually a Google calendar uh, for our upcoming event meetings. And then on the left, you can see this uh, upcoming events is updated. You can see today's and you know, the, the coming up. Right? On the right, you can see the library. We post our newsletter, videos, uh, pictures uh, over here. And uh, the bottom, we, we can actually create something more, uh, newer as well, and uh, some useful links. Uh, and uh, you can see we also have the black block page. And at the bottom, we can see the latest discussion. Uh, the latest discussion, because I log in, so I'm a Los Angeles Vegas member, so you can see. Uh, I post this uh, thing, you know, this is one of them I posted uh, in December. 
uh, you know, in your community. But if you not log in, you won't see this. You only see the public one uh, on the other panel here. So this is called a micro site. And we also make an announcement sometimes here. Uh, of course, we also have our web page. Uh, for example, um, we actually have a dedicated web page, um, you know, uh, like like this, uh, which is not the topic of today. But anyway, just to show you, they uh, also have some resources over there. So this is our uh, alternative web page. Uh, so you can see a lot of things. And I I talked to Alan. You know, we have the gallery aerospace art as well. So hopefully he can join us. But this is just part of it. And uh, I also have, you know, kind of events, uh, you know, uh, member spotlight, uh, it says gallery, I think we can more uh, kind of, we also have a, a specific gallery on space structures. We, we, we got a permission from from uh, our Globus. He's, he's, told, he's an expert in leader in space colony. So he offers some kind of, and there is a community which I'll go there shortly. Uh, then you can see you have home homepage for the engage, and uh, you can see there's a kind of you know announcement tell you what it is latest discussion. Uh, so announcement, uh, you know, and uh, those those things shared files is a great platform. Uh, so <clears throat> and uh, if you, there are a couple of menus, but I, I just want to point out if you click a community, you can show your community uh, or all communities. And uh, there's a place, I'll just show it quickly because open forum is a very important feature. Now I'm going into this community. I think you can see a couple uh, AIW space and missile group, Los Angeles, Las Vegas officer section. The section is with all the members. Uh, so this is a place you can post your inquiry, discussion, those things. And we have an open forum. This is open to all the members. Uh, so if you're there, you post, you know, some students post their resume, you know, as for advice and, the, you know, some people post their event, you know, still say, okay, I need, you know, like Ellen, I, I need some kind of uh, input, you know, people how to make a glass, you know, on the moon, you know, those kind of things. And, the, you know, this is another source. There's a benefit for you for you become the uh, member. Uh, and it is, uh, it's already covering the membership. There's no extra fee. Uh, so then you can add a discussion or go to library, look into the uh, uh, the resources. And the, here you can see it says members, it shows 32.4K. Uh, that's the member on the engage. And uh, you can see, you know, then you can look up the names or there's a list of names and you can send a message or request to add them as a contact. They, they, they have, they can deny, you know, but, you know, uh, but but they most of the time they will be happy to you know stay connect with you. It's not like email. Um, so then your calendar, how to get involved, uh, explore. Um, I just want to point out if the people are looking for space policy, uh, uh, discussion posts or podcasts. You know we are also developing our local Los Angeles Las Vegas section podcast. But this is for the national. You like a Korean center. Uh, in the Korea center, you can see. Uh, looking for qualified candidate, if you are employer, you can post jobs, uh, those kinds of things, and you are looking for opportunity, this is a great uh, resources to, to look into. Um, <clears throat> you know, uh, then if you, um, you can, there, there's also, yeah, there are many good resources, you know, uh, I can answer or you can uh, let me know later on. 
So there's a help uh, section. You can help you uh, how to do things, how to post and get a response. Uh, and for example, in the how to library, and you can see a lot of things, you know, how to, um, you know, use the engage, you know, or, or you know, for, for uh, taking activities, you know, those, those kind of how to engage with AIWA and the community. And there is a engage 101, you know, for AIWA read community. Uh, so the last thing they just um, added recently is called a mentor match. So <clears throat> you can seek mentor, you can enroll as a mentee if you are interested to mentor other people. And they can also enroll as mentor and also people can look for each other. Uh, so so this is a really uh, great resource, but it's new. So you can uh, look up who needs the, to, to the mentorship, who can provide the mentorship. Uh, so this is very so for for uh, all ages. Two is I can I can go into a community. So for example, I go into my community, and I can choose in. Uh, you know, for example, I join the aerospace cybersecurity working group, but I can also say this uh, open forum because I just post something yesterday. Um, if you go there, then you can see. The one thing in the latest discussion post, I posted one thing for the March 27th event. Now you can click add and uh, add your own poll uh, to request, you know, information like a grass formation, manufacturing on the moon uh, or, or certain things. Um, and uh, for, for example, yesterday I tried to post this event uh, for March 27th there. And uh, so this is what I did. There's a message to everyone. In the uh, the thirty two point four k people, uh, they will read and they can join us uh, uh, in the thing. And uh, on their end, they probably said it, you know, such that they only receive daily summary or no email, so reduce the email. But they can also uh, set, you know, uh, to have a notification for each of the posting. Uh, then you can reply to this, and uh, somebody click like. That's very good. So it's a little bit like social media, but not exactly. And we don't want to make it as a social media because that's a no-no for many uh, defense contractor or aerospace company. They don't want social media. Uh, so people didn't realize this. So it's uh, uh, so this is a very good point. Personally, I found it's very useful. For example, you go to a conference. You are you are saying you you are maybe just use today topic. You you are taking the same same uh, hyperloop. Uh, I don't know if you call it a train or, or spacecraft, you know, but transportation vehicle. And uh, you go there and you have the kind of this thing, you, you can kind of uh, connect it with a fellow passenger. Or like in a conference, somebody give a talk and uh, you can uh, pose your question or contact with a fellow attendee, you know, they may not sitting in the same room. Uh, so give you a sense that you are in a, uh, in a home or a community, a close community. So this is, what it's actually meant for and provide resources um, uh, for, for the members. So that's what all the Engage is all about. And uh, uh, we, we are trying to improve the interface. Uh, just like, you know, you see that this looks like an email, but it's not an email. You can post HTML there. And some people may not be used to it, but actually it's not too complicated. Uh, it's a little bit like Outlook. You can set it as HTML or non-HTML text uh, you know, so you can see here, obviously, you can post the bold face. You know, this is agenda for March 27th. You know, sustainable building, 
on demand, you know, advanced architecture, you know, the, the, the bioregenerative worlds, greenhouse, Luna Mars greenhouse, uh, the, the, those kind of things. Um, so, and you can post the link, you know, to email, uh, website URL. So it's not a problem if you, you can even post pictures. Uh, so some people not familiar with this, they say they cannot do HTML, but actually it can. It's not, it's actually very simple. Uh, but but you just, it's, it's like, oh, look, you have to set it properly. <clears throat> uh, then you can share your, your documents in the library and uh, people can share or can use the, the, the thing people share. There is a, a great amount of information uh, over there. You probably have to go through which one you need, uh, but it, you can share files. That's the main point. You can discuss with people uh, there and uh, uh, you can see who, who who are those people also in the same community? And uh, you can choose the community you would like to join, you know. But of course, if you are a Hathaway member, your address you provided is in Los Angeles, Las Vegas area, you are automatically uh, affiliated, affiliated with the Los Angeles, Las Vegas. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Bob, give it a try. Because as I said, uh, there are some uh, uh, high school students membership. The and then the mentorship could be beneficial for you. I, I already sent out to uh, the school that the membership is open. And then I was thinking, uh, we have a group of students that are working on radio telescopes and uh, measuring uh, emission lines from the center of the galaxy. And I was thinking I might put pictures up of what they're doing because it involves electronics also. Okay. They have to build a um, uh, an amplifier that uh, measure the uh, emission from uh, hydrogen lines uh, at the center of the Milky Way. Yeah, very good. So hopefully, you know, in the future, if you use the uh, engage and uh, uh, you know uh, to approach a student or for your you can share your experience with us you know yeah. like uh, how this beneficial for your outreach to students or how if you get any resources you need you know from engage or any kind of improvement uh, we should do you know yeah uh, I, I certainly will. yeah great yeah you're a great educator, so uh, we, we kind of counted on you. you know? Also, I was thinking maybe uh, we could uh, advertise uh, through this to uh, Los Angeles Unified, and that might be, uh, you get a wider uh, group of people that might be interested. Yeah, yeah. Why, why don't you, you are a member already, you have access. Why don't you do it? You yeah, know. Yeah, if you if you want me to want us to take a look at before that, you know, welcome. You can send us first, but you know, you, you are welcome to post it. This this platform is meant for you, you know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I know I know several members already try to benefit from it. You know, post uh, their kind of request, and some students post their resume. You know, uh, and, and asking some uh, guidance and. Uh, uh, we we have also kind of internationals, even you know from India, they also post something you know asking for some education resources. So it is actually a good, very useful uh, platform, which is people didn't realize. Um, but just like many things add up with this, you know, people didn't realize. You know, like the small satellite conference was actually associated with add up with a few years ago. Uh -huh. Yeah, I I attended a few of those at Cal State LA. 
Oh, very good, very good. Yeah, so but uh, you know, keep 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 uh connected, uh, keep yeah. keep in touch. You know, let us know okay. uh, anything because you need and uh, need like this. I will. Okay. Uh, thank you. No, no problem, no problem. Thank you, thank you. So, yeah, anyone if you are AWA member, uh, have you you have you been using it? They keep a Keplerian motion, and therefore. Well, I mean, maybe people are a little bit shy, so don't. It's okay. So this this is just um, to kick off the uh, usage uh, kind of demo for for engage. We'll get more and more, um, you know, people to um, to raise the question or see how to improve it and how to use it. Uh, so if you have any specific questions, you know, uh, how to use it, you know, those things you can uh, uh, let me know. Let us know. Because it is a good platform. I always tell people that, uh, um, you know, a lot of people working in aerospace, they cannot have social media. And the social media is good for kind of, you know, public general things. But when you come down to the kind of deeper outreach, you know, like Arabic professional society educational, the, the social media platform is not very effective as we have been seeing because people are not just, you know, like uh, political things or entertainment, they kind of just follow up the things that people are looking into professional society for certain needs or for certain connections. Uh, so if we try to keep it with a regular social platform, uh, it is not very effective because a lot of time you use general public, uh, unless you have some event with like say bus outring or some celebrity, they are, they are not going to pay a lot of attention. But there are a lot of people, professional educators, students, they issue specific resources. They won't get this in, in, in the um, uh, regular uh, social media, maybe a little bit on LinkedIn, LinkedIn, but uh, specific for aerospace, you know, in other way is, is a leading society. So there's a, a very good uh, thing, you know, compared to other society kind, uh, aerospace, non-aerospace, this engage is a very good feature uh, for, for people to get connected. What you see is the starting of a, another Sorry, Adam, I have to kind of mute it temporarily. Like I show you at the beginning of the talk, but this is just a I think there's some interference. Okay, so it's not from your end. No. Okay, then don't worry about it. Yeah, so yeah. so it's okay. Yeah, because I, I kind of look at this. So, so yeah. So Ellen, are you a, yeah, I mean, uh, we welcome and any people to join, but you know, for if you, the educator membership is free, you know, uh, if you kind of can involve yeah. with some kind of outreach, that's a good approach. Um, but okay. anyway, just just I think they also allow non-member to create account, but just by creating mm. account, they, they, you still cannot access like Aerospace America right. or, or engage. No, I just just offer the information. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, you, you don't have yeah, to be yeah. a member to participate or attend or speak in you know, our events. It's just uh, uh, kind of uh, just to to show what what we can right. offer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Very good. Very that's good. Great. So. Um, yeah, so any question regarding to this demo or engage usage? Um, I'll have to, with me, I'll have to ask questions when I can actually see, you know, um, I've listened to what you've been saying without any visuals, so, because I'm on yeah. the phone. 
Yeah, I understand. Yeah. So we can sit on the side when you have time, you know, we can kind of figure out how to assist you to get, because we'll do more things with you. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, so so to test, you know, how how this computer connection can be figured out, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, definitely. Okay, very good, very good. So I guess if, okay, somebody raised hand. Mike, go ahead. I can. Um, I've been on Engage. Um, I've been. I was involved in IAAA for a while before I actually. I think I knew about it right away, and then I think I went to it, and I kind of um, spent more time on it much later. Um, it has a lot of really. It has a lot of good information, and it's a good resource. Um, my only, my only opinion and where I think it could be improved is I think that um, a lot of what's on our microsite could be made more, it, it's just a little busy for me. Like I, I like the ability to connect with people. I like the ability to see when events are going on and get information about events. Um, I like, I see here it has links to all the social media. So that's, that's what mainly is most important to me. Um, there seems like there's a lot more to the site. Um, I haven't really sh public shared files. Yeah, that's where we post the uh, video. We also post a video on oh, YouTube. Yeah. It was posted here, uh, and uh, there's like a newsletter um, or like event photos. We used to post it here for the, uh, here for the in-person events. Uh, of course, on the aaw-lalv.org, we also post those things. Uh, mm -hmm. The one one thing about this engage this microsite you're seeing here is that uh, we don't have hundred percent control as a local section, so we kind of uh, this outlook. We, we are limited with to build things within this outlook. We can do something, <clears throat> but then it's, it's a little bit limited, but it, it, our own website can do whatever we Unless want. Unless I spend a lot of time on the site, it seems just a little too busy for me to like want, ah, I see. To want it all the time. Yeah, I see, I see. Um, yeah, for the website, it's easier to do that. Uh, okay, that's a good, good command. We can adjust it, that's no problem. Uh, so, but which information you feel the most is like events information. You should that should that be uh, kind of put. Just up. wondering if everything could be maybe consolidated better. Okay, but I'm not being critical. It's a good. I think it's actually pretty good the way it is. I'm just not. I haven't spent enough time on it. The really, you know, know my way around very well. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, you see, if you use Microsoft Open, you can see immediately you can connect to communities or LALV communities. Uh, yeah, but one, one thing is we have been trying to do, we are trying to kind of put more features to attract usage. Do you, do you think if anything that will attract you or you think other people will be attracted to, um, some kind of feature to put on, the, on this page that will help you to visit here more open? 
Um, me personally, um, I'm not sure. Flashy videos. Not flashy. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, good, good, good point. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. It's actually for this for the our other website is easy to put the the video. For this side, we have to work with headquarters because I, I think they delivery try not to get people post too many videos on the server. Uh, but that's a good point. You know, we have to attract people that we have to do whatever we like. I think it's different for everybody because different people are, are wanting to get um, different things out of AIAA. I like coming to events. Um, I'm not I'm not really interested in spending a lot of time on um, I don't spend a lot of time on social media in the first place. So I'm not sure how much I would want to connect <laughs> yeah. there. You, you actually got the point because uh, if everybody kind of stretch social media, it, it's generally just for the social, um, let the society know what we are doing. But in reality, it's not very effective. I, I've been trying to help on that end because at that you are the professional society. People look up to you at a way for you know, professional event or engaging uh, education resources. Another thing Adam is very good is publication. You know, that's another thing people looking, you know, publish their papers or, and, and of course another thing is called a technical committee, you know, for, you know, each kind of, you know, rocketry or space structure, you know, space architecture, uh, satellite, cybersecurity, all kinds of things, or space chemistry, those kinds of things. So that's what Adam is very good at. So if you push those things for, Social is it's not very technical because that's in the society, not everyone is interested in those technical details or a specific professional event, but it's good for them to know because they will, yeah. but people, people who will be joining AIAA will willing to pay for the membership. They might have something here, even their artists or, or some other people, they join membership, they want to have some kind of connection. So that's what AIAA is very good about, provide platform, yeah. networking, publication, uh, information resources you know that's uh, you can get and engage is a way to help people to to do that easily otherwise you have to kind of look oh who is who you know then uh, should i contact this or that person yeah and in my opinion social media can be very distracting because like you said it is very general so you can just go in any different direction so i do like the ability that when you go here and you want to you want to um be social is, is pretty specific and you could focus on what you're interested in. Yeah, that, that's initially why we, we have this uh, kind of discussion. It is meant, for example, this discussion here, uh, we posted for the Los Angeles Vegas community. So, you know, you have some, you know, question for the local community. Oh, is the, uh, say you're asking, is there uh, uh, like, uh, is actually hybrid aircraft flying near near term, you know, similar like this. this. This is design. You know, we provide events so people in the event, you know, can chat or network. That's that's I think that's the most effective way of doing things. But you know, if we don't go to event all the time, then the you know this offer another opportunity. Just imagine you are sitting in a conference, then you want to ask uh, say a specific specific person or fellow attendee, you know or uh, something, or just say, hi, you know, what are you doing? You know, those kind of things. This, this is the discussion here. 
and uh, a certain issue to to want to be raised. And uh, you can, you know, there's also open forum as well. Um, so Mike, you're right. Actually, we have been trying. So it's not very effective exactly in a sense. It's a little bit general, uh, you know. So the most effective is the events, uh, but it, to it, complementary to the event, that's that we have to engage in the online system. Yeah. Well, I've been checking my email more lately than usual. So events and uh, resources. That's cool. We, we can even put more pages, you know, as local, like a local membership, uh, mentorship, or local, um, you know, so maybe something like a, a joint club or, or something like that. We can develop those kind of things. You know, there's a lot of potential, but people are not uh, attracted to this uh, as we thought. Um, I, I think another issue is that when, when you join the membership, the ARW Nation Office didn't explain it clearly you know uh, the engaged benefit i i think that's another reason people yeah. ignored yeah i think it could i think i don't i don't think that people are disinterested i think that people just you i know i know you can you have a very big presence on social media so you know we know you know we see we see the events on linkedin if we're connected there if we're connected on facebook um, and we're getting the emails. So I think right now, you know, we just, I know personally, we're just so, we can be so overloaded with, um, I know, Zoom fatigue. You know, Zoom fatigue. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have time or, you know, we don't feel it's necessary to, you know, dig deeper and get more involved online. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. Yeah, good points. Yeah, well, we just here try to help, you know, to provide uh, information uh, when uh, if, if needed. Not trying to jam everybody. So it's just, you see, that's why we are trying to be careful. You know, each day, you know, try to limit, you know, the, the emails, uh, you know, but sometimes we have to because I have to explain here because uh, that's the very special thing in aerospace. Um, community, people read down still mostly emails. We try to reduce the number of emails sent out for the event notice or try to use social media or try to, they are not very effective. And uh, you can see the people attend event drop because of that. Uh, people want to be reminded uh, in a way, and but so far emails remain the most effective uh, way of reaching out people, especially in this community, because I, I think for emails, uh, some company might have a way to filter it, filter them, you know, in a secure way, and uh, and uh, that's the way they allow to use and or the used to use. Uh, but unfortunately, just sometimes too many emails. Um, so uh, some people, I can tell you one thing is actually quite a lot of people ask us to advertise for their personal or other organization activities, but we're we're overwhelmed if we're doing this for this everyone. Uh, then people won't see what is exactly what AIW wants us to do, or AIW message, AIW email, or event notice. So it's, uh, th th there's a dilemma here, uh, but it's, it's just uh, this very uh, situation of, of overwhelming you know, emails. And uh, we try to reduce it, and uh, um, people can pay attention, open the email. Uh, but, uh, we, we went through a lot of discussion and uh, effort to try to uh, make sure, you know, uh, people can 
pay attention to the messages without being uh, overloaded. And I'm going to have to run. Okay, thank you. We're probably concluding now. Yeah, because right. I, 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 <laughs> I'm not I understand. seeing anything, but I, I was listening to you anyway. So. Okay, great, great. So actually, this Thanks we are concluding this event. Thanks a lot. So thank everyone. Oh, okay. Yeah, so if All anybody right. have any specific question, you are welcome to uh, uh, shoot, me, uh, shoot us a message and we're happy to uh, explain. And, uh, and Absolutely. Yeah, Thank yeah. You. If we get some more updates from the headquarters, uh, things we'll do another demo with uh, some more new features. Thank uh, you. Yeah. yeah, thank you so much, everyone. Hope the good work. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay.